Hey, uh, hello? Anyone? Would it be too much to ask why you folks dragged me in here? I'm sure this was all just some kind of silly misunderstanding. So if you just let me know what this is about, we should be able to get whatever it is cleared up in a couple minutes and then go on about our lives, yeah? I mean, I know you Fugunari don't usually make mistakes, you're far too efficient for that, but even the most efficient have their little slip-ups now and again, right? And you know, this is me here, John B. Booster, friend to all plants. And to Mrs. Frontenac, specifically. So, I... I'm not really sure what's going on here. Hello? Denorbiax? Ricotaverks? Look, suits. I know you like to jack around with us humans every once in a while, but, uh, this seems a bit much. I mean, I would have come with you anyway if you'd asked. I'm always happy to help out. So the whole bag over the head, silent treatment thing is a little excessive, you know? Over the top, right? <sighs> right. I guess I'll just wait then. Sorry, Squire. Didn't mean to leave you on your solo mirror for that many ticks. Do you know? Did it slip our fat Franzas to be leaving a bit of Lucy on for our boy here? He hasn't been lacking about in the Mungania with no binko, has he? Oh, happy poly lodgies, seen B. Must have slipped me November there. I'd like to forget you humans aren't so nanty father as our lot. Likes a bit of sparkle, you does. Doesn't give you the fear, do it, scene B? The munge like. It's... No, it's fine. Just, look, what's going on here? I mean, I'm on my way to work, and suddenly you two brace me, which, okay, whatever, I'm used to that by now. I know how much you enjoy your little spot checks on random passers-by. But this time, you don't even say anything. You just pop a bag on my head and drag me... someplace? wherever here is. And then you take the bag off my head, but leave me sitting around in a pitch-black room for however long it's been, which is not exactly an improvement. Or an efficient use of anyone's time, right? I mean, I haven't done anything wrong, as far as I know. And if you had any questions for me, you could have just asked them back there in the corridor without all this rigmarole. So this is all, well, more than a little annoying. Or <sighs> confusing, is what I meant to say. Confusing. Oh, sure it is, me bony omi. So we's here for a light cackle to make all sky blue, we is. That's right, Frack, sure as sure. See, mayhap seen B will codger a pair of settlefolds days back. This nana little Zelda named our Andrew Scarlet done made a bony cadaver of himself. And not just himself, see, but like a fabuloso duchafold of our fellow Fulgonari and a grand and dowry piece of Fulgonari property, right? All batty-fanged they was. Completely up the spout. And there's Charper that our only seen be here 
add himself a biju parley with that dowry cod before he upstumps and took the bleeding fabulosa bench. Andrew bloody Scarlet. Oh, him. But Frontenac debriefed me herself after all that. I assume she filed some kind of report you can look up, but, uh... Uh, long story short, this Scarlet was apparently holding a grudge against me for turning in his partner a few months ago. So, uh, that day, before the incident, he broke into my office to tell me a bunch of stuff about his partner, I guess to try and make me feel guilty about it. And then he told me he wasn't going to kill me, in a tone that implied the option was still very much on the table. And then he stole one of my laser welders and left. And that was it. Right, right. That was it, was it? Uh, that wasn't entirely it now, was it, Squire? Uh, yes. Yes, it was. I told all this to Frondrenax. Right. Frondrenax done sharpened it all to us, fair bony. But you see, Gav, there's Polari and there's Cackle. And then there is what you call the truth, right? Just a formality here, you see. Proper investigation like. So, it's on your fabbed buddies here to be doing the looky lose, you know? One more turn through the turnstile. Everyone that's done spent a mo with seeing terrorist Fulganari killer Scarlet. But as me omi Dino here says. Just a formality, Governor. Well, fine. The bag over the head seems excessively formal, but if that's how you want to do it, I can go over my entire conversation with the terrorist in as much detail as you'd like. The sooner we get that settled, the sooner we can all get out of here, right? Oh, sure, sure. Right as rain, seem be, sir. But see, as it is, there's a bit more we ask to dish the dirt about here, as regards some other cod fakements doing a over around your booster self. Like, see... Maybe there ain't no goodness there with Mr. Andrew Neff Scarlet, right? But say as say to be charpered, there's a bony bit of naffness other to other. We be having the need to Polari with our only John B. Nothing in the of itself seems so much a dingy Billingsgate. Not so much to Chivy, but a quarter bit of gossip to be tittered over. Uh... Okay. I don't really know what exactly you might have questions about, but I'm sure I can clear up any confusion you might have about my activities. Preferably sometime this cycle, though, yeah? I do have work I need to get back to. Oh, la Lucy and B. We're sure you got a bony bit of chopper about all this busy whiz. And Frack and me, well, we got all day to be listening. Gemini Collision Works presents... Life with Season 3, Episode 33, Two Plants and a Booster. Hey, Stell. Issue. Is it urgent? I'm trying to concentrate on some numbers here. Not my strong suit, but it comes with a job. Which I don't have, because I'm not in charge. I'm just doing this because someone has to. Hey, next time you're in touch with Delhi, can you ask them to keep an eye out for any, I don't know, disaffected accountants that might seem recruitable? Uh, sure thing. But um, this is actually kind of urgent. 
Kind of urgent? If it's not vital to the resistance, it can wait, okay? This is probably going to take me the rest of the cycle as it is, and it's already making my head hurt. I guess it is more what you might call personal business. Then stick a pin in it, please. No time for personal at the moment. Yeah, but it's not just personal either. The thing is, I think John might be in some trouble with the fools. But I can come back later if this isn't a good time. Well, it is now. I'm not exactly going to be able to concentrate on the finer points of resource allocation until you tell me what kind of trouble you're talking about. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. So we had a couple of tips come in a few minutes ago. Someone said they saw John B. get shanghaied by a couple of well-known Fugalnari button men with a very distinctive patois in the Zion 3 corridor. And another someone saw them pass through Tet 12 a little while later. Although they, uh, they couldn't be sure just who it was the Fugs had got their twigs on. But the first one was sure? They actually said they saw John B. getting detained? Well, not in so many words. What they actually said was, that stupid piece of smock green nose from the Fugs' stupid piece of smock propaganda movie finally got what he's been asking for. But, you know, I extrapolated. Zion 3 to Tet 12. No way to know where they were headed. Have you found any documentation about this? Any kind of warrant or arrest record? Not even on the Fug-only channels. At least the ones we've got the sensory apparatus to read. But I did risk a quick peek at the feed from the Brig security cameras. Now, we don't have total coverage, but we've got some kind of visual on every cell in there. At least a partial. And as far as I can tell, John's not in any of them. Processing? They grabbed him 45 minutes ago, Stell and no sign of the kids since. They don't take that long to process. Right. So maybe they just needed him for an urgent repair or something. Yeah. The thing is, we dealt with more than our share of boneheaded productivity initiatives from WSS Corporate, but I seriously doubt they've made it company policy that repairs are now to be performed with a big black bag over your head. What? You didn't say anything about a bag over his head. I was trying to find a more casual and less distressing way to drop that in. Like how? Sorry. Oh, Moni Claw the Zappa, this is bad. This is really bad. Frawl, can you hear us? I mean, I mean, I know you can hear us. So do you have anything on this? Anything you can share right now? I guess not. All right. Radio silence from the omnipotent Nimbus, and we're left with an important agent in Fug custody. Presumably. I really don't know how else to interpret the whole bag-over-the-head Denorbiax and Fricotaverks thing. Yeah, me neither. Okay. So, we need to keep checking on the brig. Is anyone doing that now, in case John turns up? Well, we've got to be sparing with the camera feeds. There's a non-zero chance they could get tracked back to us. But I've got Vert taking a quick look-see every ten minutes. He still can't do any sparring until his legs grow back, but his eyes have regenerated enough for monitor duty. I hope he heals faster this time. He's a damn good fighter. We need him back in training. I know, right? So flat and fast. And graceful? Oh, I never expected him to master Yoyala Bomb so quickly. Vush says pretty soon he'll have learned all she has to teach. That is, if he can keep himself in one damn piece long enough. Such an agile mover when he's sparring. But the rest of the time, he flops around the place like a blorch with a severe inner ear condition. Like a ballet dancer I used to know. All right, so, the John situation. For now, I want you and Vert to keep on those monitors and let me know right away if you spot him. And make sure to put an alert on all the internal Fug systems we can access to flag John's name if it pops up. 
I'll stay here and start working out the rescue plan. Sure, I've already made... Wait, what? Rescue plan? You heard me. Okay, Stell... What? I'm just saying... And I'm just saying it because you're always saying it to everyone who volunteers for any mission out in the world. We can't expect rescues in the Resistance. Not because we don't want to, but because we can't afford to. One wrong move and they can track us right back here. And then that's it. They've got us all. We can't justify risking all of us to save one of us. I mean, the brig cameras are already pushing it. I know. This is different. Why? Because it's John? Yes. Okay, listen. I care about the kid, too. Not like you do, sure, but he's... Well, he was a lot more than just another probationary under-assistant to me, you know? And then, when I found out he's been with us the whole time? I mean, I couldn't have been prouder of the guy. But it's like you told me. When you set him up as a double agent, you knew there was a damn good chance you weren't going to see each other again. It's not that, HF. I mean, yeah, I can't say my judgment is completely unaffected by how much I love that preposterously unfortunate guy, but it's not just that. If John's cover's been blown, we need to make an exception for him because there are two very good reasons we can't just leave him to the Fugues. Which are? One, we don't leave our people behind if we can help it. I know there are plenty of times we haven't been able to help it, and everyone has to be prepared for that, but if there's ever a reasonable chance at a rescue, we do take it. And sometimes we succeed. I'm not going to throw anyone's life away on some kind of hopeless last-ditch attempt to get John out, but I'm going to at least look at our options. He's one of ours, and he's in the field behind enemy lines. He deserves at least the consideration of a rescue. Back in sanitation, we lost a lot of good people to the vent biters, but we never threw one of our own to the swarm so the rest of us could get away. Sure. I, I can see that. So what's the second reason? Remember that ex-prisoner we brought in right before Drew's big blowout? The one we were pretty sure Drew had sent our way? I'd say more than pretty sure from what he told us. I mean, it's possible there's someone else on the fairgrounds who fits the description of giant birdman pointy sucky head. But if there is, I haven't run across him. Exactly. So, that guy's still pretty messed up. Mwangi's not sure he'll ever be anything like okay again, but based on some of what he said, what we could make out, at least, about what the Fugues did to him, what they're doing to other humans back there. Yeah. Torture. Sadistic bastards. That's the thing, HF. It's not sadism. It's worse, in a way. They don't like it. They don't not like it. They just do it. Not for kicks or out of deliberate cruelty. It's just data gathering. They need to know how humans break, so they've been breaking humans every way they can. Because they really, truly believe everyone would be better off following the plant way. So they'll do whatever they need to to make that happen. No questions of morality as we understand it. Just efficiency. Huh. Yeah, that makes a sick kind of sense, I guess. And from the state of that guy, they've learned a lot about what it takes to break a human. Their techniques have gotten really effective. Yeah. So, what happens if they break John? What does he know? About what we're up to? Almost nothing. About who we are? Probably no more than the Fugues already do. But about where we are? 
enough. More than enough. Right. How long till you're ready to bust them out? Hold up, HF. We need to know where we're busting them out of, for starters. You keep on the channels and let me know the second you get anything. I've already got a couple dozen basic incursion missions sketched out. I'll see what we might be able to adapt to a rescue once we have more details. But we really don't want to rush this. Well, I really don't want to sit around waiting for the fools to mind-suck the kid into giving us all up. We still don't know that's even happening. For all we know... Hell, it could be anything. It could even be that the Fugs are trying to set him up as a double agent against us. I mean, bag over the head in a public corridor isn't exactly subtle. Maybe they're just trying to make it look like he's in trouble to make him seem trustworthy to resistance sympathizers. Or, possibly, the bag over the head was just a precaution, and Frondranax's favorite booster is at this very moment getting a guided tour of some super-secret Fug facility, soaking up some amazing deep intel we couldn't get any other way. I don't want to tank that by going in guns blazing unless we're as sure as we can be that John's cover has already been blown. Ah, strees. Yeah, we don't know enough. Do you think that's possible, that there's actually nothing to worry about? Is it possible? Sure. Is it likely? I don't know. I mean, an agent getting dragged off with a black bag over his head is not usually a great sign. But on the other hand, we can't let ourselves get spooked and rush into any hasty decisions. That's a recipe for disaster. Just watch the feeds, okay? Let me know if anything comes up. On it. Right then. So here's how we seize it. We knows you had a bona bijou cackle with Drew, and we knows what you've done sharp at Fondrenix about it. But... We'd like to Aunt Nelly again from your own self. You can't, Joe. See, can't quite get our friends around why our lad came to you. And why he just trolled off. After sharpering one of your there laser welders. Without you giving a screech. Which he then done used to blow up that bona new supply dog, what we done basketed onto the fairgrounds. What a shoulder. Not to mention one of our lackeys and a whole datch of old Fugunari security bagangas on board. So maybe you got some more cackle to open up what we lose here. I don't know what else to say, but okay. One more time. This guy comes into my office through my locked office door, looking mm. pretty seriously unbalanced. He won't tell me his name, but he does tell me he's thinking of killing me because he blames me for turning his partner in. But then he doesn't kill me, or even maim me. He just tells me about his partner and how much he loved him and how much I suck, and then he leaves. And that's all. But that ain't all, in it? Do you get paid by the contradiction or something? Yes, that was very much all. Mr. Squire. The laser welder. The laser welder. Uh, right, yes. He apparently took one of my laser welders. One of? How many of these dowry weapons of Bay Fainers do you has just sitting around all casual-like, waiting to be sharped and parked by any omni what has his wild up come dropping in for a Polari? Well, now I have three. Laying around, all in the open like. Look, a laser welder is a tool. A common tool many maintenance workers are certified to use. It's standard equipment. 
not called for very often in the field of drinks machine repair, it's true, but you know, this is the fairgrounds, so I actually end up needing one on a pretty regular basis. Besides which, it's company policy to supply us with replacements on a predetermined schedule, whether we need them or not, which we generally don't because those things are built to last and I'm the only employee left in the local office to get any use out of them. And that local office is incredibly cramped, even for just one person, very limited storage area. So yeah, I've usually got a couple of extra laser welders just lying around, like a lot of other tools. Like a lot of other tools? Other tools that could be used for such a fabulous conquering? I mean, technically, sure. Any tool designed to put stuff together can probably do a decent job of taking stuff apart. And a laser welder can be very dangerous in the wrong hands. That's why you need a full cert before you can even touch one. Unless you steal it, obviously. But that was one of the first training modules HF made me do when I got here after EBA 101. And it was plenty scary. They start off with, like, a full hour of horrifying footage of these really unconvincing yet seriously disturbing recreations of welder accidents. Way too red blood spurting everywhere, severed fingers floating dramatically through the air over a daggio for strings, that kind of thing. HF. Who's HF? His old badge code frack. The one that's up and scarpered. Why? Some homies say you've done lulled off these fairgrounds here. And some punters cackle he's still let it about in secret hiding light. And some homies and polonies done cackle. He's the manky sod what done all them explosions been slapped us foods about from time to time. What? Who's saying that? I haven't heard anyone saying that. Oh, no, you wouldn't, Squire. These happens to be peoples we done brought in this room before, you see. Homies, we also took some time with having a cackle. Oh, really? Well, I haven't seen HF since New Year's, so I wouldn't know about that. We ain't saying as you do, Gov. We ain't saying as you do. But you know... He did hand you the gossip about voguing the old laser welder, yes? Are you sure you didn't maybe give Mr. Scarlet, well, a little polari perhaps, before giving him one of yours? So he wouldn't be, I don't know, so afeard of it like you was? I told you, I didn't give it to him. He took it. I have no idea how he learned to use it. And I didn't even realize it was missing at first. Not for a few hours after he left. Oh, right. And then you right screeched about it, didn't you? No, as I'm sure you know perfectly well, I didn't screech about it. I wasn't even sure he had taken mm-hmm. it. I just noticed I had one less laser welder for some reason. And that wasn't a kick in the pants. That a bullshit weapon you just keeps lying about got parked. Not a weapon. A tool. An incredibly common tool. So incredibly common that the company keeps sending us a new one every year without any kind of request on our part because they've got a schedule, while they ignore all our requests for the tools we actually do need replaced and the spare parts we don't have, so we wind up with... Have you even seen my office? Piles and piles of miscellaneous crap I almost never use, covering up what little I have of the stuff I actually need. And I don't even have the time to do a proper inventory, because another thing they won't send me is a replacement for HF, so I'm on call literally 28 hours a day. Hi. That's a right nana tale there, sir. It certainly is. Yeah! So maybe you can understand why I didn't take the loss of one superfluous piece of equipment all that seriously. I mean, maybe I would have connected the dots if you had announced that that explosion was actually a terrorist action, but 
I had no idea any Fulgonari had been killed, let alone by laser welder assistant sabotage. Not until Mrs. F showed up and debriefed me about it anyway. One missing welder just didn't seem like that big a deal. I don't know, Squire. Still, seems to me, wild talking Omi drops by, threatens me, scarpers with a very manky little device, not important. Does that make much sense? Well, I don't know what else you want me to say because that's the truth. Humans were, were just not that logical sometimes, right? You should know that by now. That's the whole reason we need the plant way. But you can't expect us to change overnight. We're irrational. Oh, we get that, Gov. We certainly do. In fact, not to sounding our own two infakements here, but I'd say that maybe being frackier know more about you lot and your difficulties with keeping your tetties level than any other foods around. Seeds, we got experience empirical-like, in the field. We've had to make a quick vada of your lot's behaviour, we have. And maybe we don't get it, but we sure as sugar recognise it. So, we can also vada that there's a not invisible gap there between what you might call irrational and what is actually... Unbelievable-like. You're saying my story is unbelievable? <laughs> no, no, Squire, no. Just that maybe it seems to be falling into that, what's the name? Gap, just a vision bit there. Like, when we start giving an ogle into a perfectly believable story, we find it's not actually as we've been getting it from art now. Like your story about putting the lapper on our friends at DPC number five. That wasn't actually my story, though. That was Mrs. Frondrenak's story. Right. And we cackled with Frondrenak about it, and she done gave you all the boner loves there. Very sweet. Yes, that was very generous of her. But when we done tried to pin her down to exactly what you had done to deserve the Metis... Well, suddenly it didn't seem like you've really done much at all now, did you, Squire? I never said I did anything. I just... All that happened was that I mentioned a job I had coming up in DPC-5, and then Frondrenak said she'd heard something odd about them. But when I offered to look into it for her, she said no, she'd get some professionals to handle it. Which, I assume, was you two. That's right, Gov. We handled that lot right well, we did. And Frondy said some pretty bona things about me bosom fracking myself. Sure she did, but... She also done said some very nice cackle about you, didn't she? Called you a hero and all. Gave you all the dowry. And you didn't even do anything really, did you? It was just a... What do you call that, Frack? Coincidence is what they call it, Dino. Yeah, coincidence. I don't disagree, but that's on Mrs. F, isn't it? She was the one who decided to give me the credit. Maybe she thought it would be a good piece of productive messaging to show a booster helping root out sedition, to encourage others to do the same. I don't know, but I never claimed anything. Maybe she just wanted to do a favor for an old friend. Yeah, that's right. You and Frondi are pretty tight, ain't ya? She likes you. She likes to polari to you a lot, like. Maybe 
maybe about things she ought to shouldn't. Didn't she have a little palaver with you about Neutrazoom right about then, that same time? Well, she told me not to drink too much of it, which frankly was not going to be a problem anyway. Sorry, folks, but the Neutrazoom flavor profile is still not great. Right. Not too much of it. But you done stopped bevving it in Toto, didn't you? Like, not a drop has passed your pot since then? We do have access to your purchase records, Gov. Did I say not great? What I meant was utterly disgusting. No human is going to drink that stuff unless they absolutely have to. Or unless they're trying to impress someone on the committee. But, like, she also told you why you was not to be bevying it so much, didn't she? I mean, she did mention it might have some undesirable side effects. In fact, she done told you all about our little special formulations, just a bijou bit before the resistance suddenly viders all about them, and starts screeching it all over the speakers. I suppose so. I don't remember the exact timing of it. Oh, we do. Now Mrs. F thinks that's another, what are we calling? Coincidence. Right. So many coincidences around here. Makes your capitulum spin, it does. You've talked with her about this? Oh, sure, we have seen B. Like I said, Frondi does like to palaver. She does little much for a food, really. So it wouldn't be too surprising if she'd told someone else besides me, right? Or maybe it was nothing to do with her at all. Maybe someone else warned a human that they didn't want messing up their job because that human was a little too vagued out on Neutrazooms. Or maybe the Resistance just found out about it on their own. You think of that? It seems like they're pretty good at finding out stuff we don't want them to know. And they'd already been talking about it on those pirate broadcasts of theirs, hadn't they? I think they said they were studying it. I mean, there's a lot of possible explanations. I can't have been the only human to know about the secret ingredients, is my point. Only? Oh no, Governor, not the only. But one of a very, very Mr. Dowry. And you can be well assured that we've already had, or will be soon having, similar cackles to this one with the entirety of those bourgeoisies. But you're the one here with us right now, see? And disgusting as it may be, you're the only one what has stopped entire with the bevy you is. Well, they are convenient, but you know, I've got a roommate who really likes to cook for me. He puts together these big, elaborate human meals, like, almost every day. He's gotten pretty good at it, actually. And, well, it's true that sometimes his interpretation of human recipes can be way off base, but... Even the worst of his failed attempts taste better than Nutrizoom, so... Basically, I've got all my nutritional needs taken care of. There's no need to supplement. Oh, yes. Alpha! Right. We have a few questions for you about that odd little Vancouver you've got going there, too. Let's hold off on the Altorian buddy right now, Frack. We'll get to cackling about who he chooses to make his Vencoves and who he doesn't right soon enough. But first... Since we're talking about your jarries and bevies, Squire, maybe we could ask you a bit about some of the dillies you like to spend your time. Including the other places besides your latty, where you might as a morsel or two. Have 
Murphy, you completely flipped your nodes, Oaken Sarks. Dragging John B. in for questioning like some common corpse, Lily? And by those two? They have all the subtlety of a prickly pear at a balloon festival. Maybe so, Frondrenax, but there's no disputing they get results. Oh, they get plenty of results. But what kind of results? They're perfectly serviceable as heavies and assassins. I'm not questioning that. But interrogation is an entirely different pellet of fertilizer. It takes subtlety, psychology, finesse. The Norbiacs and Fricotaverks may have broken their share of prisoners, but we've never received any kind of corroboration on any of their intel. For all we know, everything they've extracted with their methods is a sheaf of lies. I keep telling you brute force just doesn't work on humans. They're too unpredictable. Well, what's your alternative, those observers of yours? They were completely useless in preventing the terrorist attack on our docking facility. That's not fair, Sarks. We had Mr. Scarlet under observation from moment one. It's not the observer's fault he was somehow able to vanish from their monitoring systems. Twice. I've requested funding repeatedly to expand and refine the process to prevent just this sort of thing. Requested, demanded. Yes, demanded. And been turned down over and over until that appalling act of sabotage. But at least the committee has finally seen the utility of the Observer program, even if at this point it's shutting the greenhouse door after the heat has dissipated, despite your arguments against it. I'm still waiting to see some actual results from these observers, not just noise. We have already harvested some very good results, as well you know. Yes, it's true. Activating the public area microphones for passive surveillance has generated a tremendous volume of false positives. There are plenty of humans and others wandering around the fairgrounds with less than constructive attitudes towards the plant way. And most of them have no connection to the resistance at all, or any serious intention to engage in seditious activity. But we've made a great deal of progress in automating the flagging process with our keyword database to save the observers time for the more potentially significant cases. And how many significant cases have there been so far? Well, three, but we're still in the germination phase. We're constantly refining the list of activation words, and I anticipate a much better return on investment once we're able to add more microphones. Total coverage is really key to the whole operation. If you say so. But I still prefer a good old-fashioned show of force to all this convoluted skullduggery. I've never seen any evidence that humans are a particularly complex species. Have you, Corporal? Uh... No, uh, not not really, Sir Oakensark, Sir, I, I I don't I don't think us humans are too complicated. No, sir. We all react basically the same when someone hits us with a big stick. Yeah. Oh, very enlightening. Maybe you should just send these two to take over the John B. interrogation, Oakensarks, if you think that's such a simple job. Really? Sweet. Oh, we'll make him say anything you want. No problem. And thank you for proving my point, officers. I commend your enthusiasm, humans, but that won't be necessary. 
We're still in the information-gathering phase of this investigation, after all. This bee may turn out to be completely innocent, in which case we wouldn't want to squander a useful booster resource. Which is why I objected to involving Denorbiax and Fricataverks in the first place. They're hardly masters of the subtle art of putting the question. Subtle? We can be subtle. We can be so massively checking subtle. Oh, yeah. And what exactly would you consider subtle, Corporal Ness? Well, uh, sometimes instead of using, like, the batons, we get a couple of socks Uh. and fill them with bars of Uh soap, and then we hit the suspect Uh. in the back and legs instead of the head. (laughs) Right. Same results with fewer concussions and hardly any visible bruising. Ah, the old soft soap technique. Yes, very subtle. Oh, no, ma'am, not soft. Those soaps are hard as hell. Uh, we got a whole bunch of those mean little Spotel travel size bars. They work yeah. the best, no question. I'm sure they do. You see, Oakensarks, what we have to work with here? Human security are well suited to simple mindless tasks like busting heads and running down step counter alerts. But you'd have to be off your bulb to trust them with anything more complex than that. And Denorbiax and Fricataverks are hardly any better at this sort of thing, no matter how effective they may be in their particular field of expertise. You are once again trying to swing a bludgeon at the problem when this kind of work needs a precise, sophisticated, and very, very sharp blade. You can't just grab someone like John B. and start pruning their sprigs all hickory-dickory. Why not? He's a fairly insignificant human maintenance worker. You're the only person of any importance who takes any interest in him. Unless you count his ex-lover, but we know he hasn't been in contact with her. We've had him under Tier 1 observation ever since she was confirmed as a primary instigational malefactor. Have you forgotten his roommate? The Altorian? What about him? His letter-writing campaign may be cause for concern, yes. But he doesn't seem to have any interest in direct action. And whatever he may think of the plant way, he's an Altorian after all. Surely he at least can be relied on to behave sensibly. Usually, yes. If Althar is threatened, he will very politely and firmly deflect the attack. And that will be the end of it. Everyone knows an Iltorian is incapable of holding a grudge, but if you threaten a friend of Althar's, a human friend, he will very politely and firmly destroy you. What? Absurd. The very idea of Althar destroying anyone... I spent over three years trying to change Althar's mind about his project here. Three pointless, infuriating years. And I am certain of two things. One, he is completely, utterly, immutably obsessed with humans. And two, when Althar has decided he's going to do something, he will find a way to do it, no matter what it takes. Nonetheless, he's still an Iltori. The thought of him popping his pericarp is just... I mean, they're so nice. I can't even imagine an Altorian getting snippy, let alone actually causing deliberate harm to another sentient. Because no one has ever given them a reason. 
everyone just takes their suggestions. And believe me, I've been thrashing my stems trying to figure out how we can get a piece of that for ourselves. But the fact of the matter is, we're in unplowed territory here. If it comes to a conflict between Althar's Iltorian instinct for diplomacy and the safety of one of his human friends, well, there's no way of knowing what could happen. And if you ask me, it's hardly worth taking that kind of risk for the sake of a mere seed-scattering expedition. Well, I didn't ask you. And why should I take your word for it anyway? If you're such an expert on Iltorian behavior, how is it that you completely failed at your original mission here? Don't you dare throw that in my calyx, Oakensarks. I'll admit, I arrived here with the foolish notion that Althar would most likely get discouraged enough to leave human space on his own, and my work would be a simple matter of fertilizing the process as best I could. But I was hardly alone in believing that, and I learned very quickly, and have been stating this in my reports for years, years, that Althar is capable of a level of focus that even a spruce would envy. I had to settle for encouraging the humans to follow their own natural instincts to run screaming in the opposite direction. But it's clear that, short of an order to leave from the humans themselves, Althar was never going to give up on his little project here. And we certainly can't tell the humans to issue that kind of order now with the visual apparatuses of the entire galaxy on us. Mmm, a pity. Well, if your assessment is correct, then we definitely don't want that adorable nuisance finding out we've put his favorite human under the hot lights. We need to create some kind of distraction to make sure Althar doesn't catch wind of the interrogation, at least until it's concluded. Like what? I just finished telling you how single-minded he is. What kind of distraction could possibly have a chance against that? Why, I'll leave that entirely in your expert branches, Frontenax. After all, this is hardly a task for a big, clumsy bludgeon such as myself. But it will be the perfect opportunity for you to demonstrate the merits of this subtle approach you keep going on about. May not be that easy, Oaken Sarks. Ever since the Ascension, Althar seems to have been avoiding me. And it's not as though I can just order him to talk to me. That would open up a whole other can of cabbage worms. Oh, so the great master of Iltorian psychology can't even manage to carry on one simple conversation? This is hardly the kind of proactive problem solving we expect to see on the committee. I am also a member of the committee, you know mainly due to that expertise I painstakingly acquired during my long, sap-draining years here among the humans, which you like to turn up your shoots at. You do not outrank me, Oakensarks, no matter how many friends you may have on the Hortus Ultima. Please, try to remember that I was leading the Hydrophyte Corps decades before your little political career ever sprouted. My status comes from honorable service, not any sort of glad branching or root watering. And we in the Corps do not follow orders from those without authority to issue them. 
So, yes, I will go and I will do what I can to prune this little Althar problem before it has a chance to spread its branches further. Possibly so far that it reaches all the way to the ICSB General Council. Then help us all. But it would have been far more efficient of you to have consulted with me before creating the problem in the first place. I could have warned you of the risks involved and pointed out just how unlikely it was that this interrogation could uproot anything remotely useful to justify those risks. I mean, honestly, John B., of all people, I've been taking a personal interest in him for years. If he was at all capable of seditious activity, don't you think I'd have seen some evidence of it by now? And don't you think if Johnny actually had any kind of useful information, I would have been the best one to get it out of him? Quietly, politely, and without risking an incident that could attract interstellar attention or incite even more resentment and unrest among the humans who we are trying to convince to cooperate with us in case you've managed to forget what the Ascension is all about. But no, you can't stop yourself from drenching the cactus every chance you get. And now I have to go clean up your spilled potting soil as usual. You're welcome. So, uh, whose head were we supposed to go smash? Uh, because if it's Althar's, uh, I, I don't think he actually has one. Okay, yeah. And, like, it, it's kind of hard to aim a sock full of soap at a zood you can't even look at, so... Oh, shut up, you big dumb bludgeons! Go write some step-counter tickets! Oh, okay. Yes, sir. So then, the electric egg. Yes, what about it? Fabulous a place, I'd suppose, yes? Sure, used to be my favorite. Used to be, you says? Yeah, well, they don't really cotton to boosters in there anymore. Not since New Year's. Mm. And yet, you still be banding your egg round there, ain't you? Pretty regular like, too. Well, there's a regular problem there, and I'm the only one who's authorized to fix it. A seltzer machine that's connected to the station's coolant network in the most insanely wrong way I think a seltzer machine possibly could be. So, if we don't want a chain reaction from that bubbler knocking out the entire life support system, I have to go to the egg every once in a while. It's part of the job. Well, it's a bone I love you handles that bit of naffness, we'd say. Seeing how we wouldn't like to cock it so horrible like all in a moment, would we, Dina? Oh, no, sure as you like, Frack, I know I wouldn't. But you see, Singby, you don't just troll in there and make your little sparkle and then lails off. You tend to linger a bit like. Sometimes I'll stay for a drink, sure, if it's near the end of my shift. Seems like you're liking a bit of the whip trolling there, Squire. As I don't surmise you're gonna be making any bond omies in that lot. Okay, maybe not, but I'm still gonna try. I mean, I am a booster, and boosters never say die, right? They were once my friends at the egg, and they could be again if I managed to bring them around to the plant way. Why shouldn't I try and spread a little goodwill? Oh, that's a right sparkle attitude to be having right big up night in Frank. Mom's a molecular pump. That's just a bit of the all right, it is. Yeah, that's a dowry cheerful way to have a vada at things, it is. Also, if you think the egg is some kind of hotbed of 
counterproductive activity, shouldn't you want as many boosters in there as possible, keeping an eye on things, since you can't? Oh, that's right, navely like you, Squire. But honestly, just between us fan caves, you don't got to worry about that part of Dickie so much. You see, we got our own eyes up and down the furrows. Ah, well, that's, that's good to know. So yeah, they snagged me for about a week about that guy Drew who came through here. Wouldn't say why. But after I asked them if it had anything to do with that huge jacking explosion that shook the bulkheads a little while afterward, that's when they suddenly clammed up and decided we didn't have anything to talk about. Mm. Can a plant clam up? I mean, I know that's not literal anyway, but it still feels weird. Fly trap up? <laughs> they all sound like clams to me, Delilah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. They never quite do hit the beat right, do they? Mm-mm. So it's my guess that poor guy had something to do with the big bad boom, but I got no way of knowing. Yeah, well, under the most presentatious of circumstances, it shall be best to remain pianissimo in that regards, with what microscopic we are aware of. But frankly, Stopf would declare himself quite trusting in your instinctual leanings if he may be so bold. Gotcha. I guess there's a lot more going on out there than I get to hear about. Well, let's just say, in the name of what can be said while it's anyone's haze who's hearing, that there may be more organization happening out here than you could be having in your cognizance. Like you got your own bad self-organized, man? So to speak. I'm still getting used to it. I mean, I'm not saying I don't like it, but I'm still getting used to it. Hey, got bombed, got frozen, got finally off from all my dozing. I has myself an opinion and something to believe in now, D. <laughs> Good for you. That's about all that keeps me going sometimes. Belief. Not in, you know, but in what I do. What I'm meant to do. You'll get out of here, D. And sooner rather than later, if Stops has any say, and I intend to have the most say. See? Yeah. The weird thing is... I really do believe that. I mean, not like I'm choosing to believe it, but like I know it. Sure, I always had hopes. I've dreamed every day of getting out of here, but now it's like, yeah, it's going to happen. I'll be all right. No reason for me to believe that now more than before, but somehow, I just do. So now that's got me thinking. Yeah? Then what? After I get out of here, one way or another, odds are pretty good I won't be able to go back to the egg, depending on how exactly that happens. So I'll be going somewhere else. And I'm going to want to pitch in, right? To help my fellow humans. You know the ones I'm talking about. But it's like, what exactly can I do for them? Hit your tunes, read your poems, get out the good verbiage. You got the voice, Steve. Sure, but is that all I can do? You gotta dance on the feet that brought you, Dee, and yours are plenty spry. Thanks, but I don't know. That really doesn't seem like it's enough these days. I don't know what else to do, though. I'm not a fighter. I know that. Excuse me? What have you been doing for the past forever? No, I mean, 
Yeah, I can take a stand. I can speak out and never back down. But like put a gun or a damper in my hand? That's, I'm not that kind of fighter at all. And even from the little news I get in here, it seems like that might be the kind of fighter we're going to need, and soon. Achamdi, can't picture you that way. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to know your way around a bar brawl, but to actually, like, march into battle? I can't even imagine it. And you? Stops doesn't have to imagine, D. I was brought up as a proper little baronet before my glorious transmogrification to the much more fabulosity height of your sophisticated acquaintance. Part of the whole royal satchel, you chum. Vibro fencing, face shield training, target practice, bow and blast, strategic maneuvers, command of the serigranks. It's a 40 fathom void, but I soaked it all up just the same. I am master of her grandiosity's war snails, after all. There are exigencies attendant. Wait, really? I always assumed that was one of those ceremonial titles that hasn't actually meant anything for like 800 years. <laughs> oh, it is acutely ceremonial, but also most unimpeachably actual. <laughs> I inherited it from Uncle Calto, yeah, but once it lands on your carapace, you gotta put in your time in the supernal terraria. <laughs> <laughs> so what does that involve exactly? I'm picturing you waving a baton and yelling, charge, <laughs> while a bunch of tiny oh, little mollusks slowly no. squish their way toward the horizon. Uh, D, a war snail is in no way tiny and decidedly unsquishy. Glorious contingency, the Grand Course de Piglore record holder clocked in at 83 pale tails per loon. And as to sizeability, her grandiosity's average specimen couldn't even wedge into the entire electric egg by a margin most considerable. Hmm, maybe some of the juvenile brigade could just convolute through the door with enough butter sauce. <laughs> Holy crap. So yeah, the gastropod squads have not seen battle since the hallowed days of Jaclivus, but I sure as Schnes was expected to parade a couple hundred of them around in close formation on the unprofaned fields of a Hepuliang every exultation day. Not easy, but frill me, when you get those big old zoos synchronized in exquisite precision, shells all glammed up and polychromatic, it is a thing to see. Wow. And you went from that to working the egg. Which is infinitely preferable. Let me tell you with the utmost of sincerity. Those snails could never belt out night and day, or 96 tears, or jumping on Jupiter's the way you do. <laughs> Thanks. But I don't know, the egg seems a million years away now. Like, if we do get through all of this, if one day the Fugs are gone and we can breathe free again, could we just go back to our old lives? Mm. Like nothing ever happened? Keeping the Taurus thirsty two cycles out of every three? Sounds nice, but... Yeah, but... Do you go back to... Back to what you were? Back to the same old stops? Negatory, Delilah. The same old stops will always be around, at least in parte. Don't you ever worry about that. <laughs> but those beans are not informing my scene. Not anymore. Right. 
So then, the thing is, since I don't have much else to actually do right now, I wind up thinking a lot about the future. If we win, when we win this thing, when we do that, it's gonna be because we made a lot of changes so that we could do it. So I've been wondering, how can we hold on to that? The things we made better. How do we stop ourselves from sliding back into the same old schness? That's good, V. You keep up with the consideration while you're in hibernation. Out on this side of the glass, we got too much of everything all at once. Easy to abandon hope for future plans. So you just keep making them. For all of us. So yeah, we've been having a bonavada on you for a tick now. That is to say we ogle all our venues, you know? Just to be sure all of them are staying friendly like, right, right? So we does indeed know where our Ven Cove Johnny spends his time. And Dowry Clock, it looks to be pretty standard as is. Repetitive, boring, maybe. Oh, not to insult your dicky squire. Oh, no. No insult there. My job is definitely boring. Really, really boring. Well, except when it isn't all of a sudden. Like, like when I'm the only one who can stop us all from perishing horribly in the uncaring vacuum of space. Although, actually, by this point, that happens routinely enough to get kind of boring too. And yet still incredibly annoying at the same time. I mean, it's a hassle to keep patching up the same potentially lethal breakdown over and over, but when you mix in on top of that that you know how to solve the problem permanently, if only you could get permission from like 20 different people who won't give it to you for 20 different reasons, it doesn't do a whole lot for overall job satisfaction. Oh, we're sure, Squire. We're sure. There's a right Nana Bijou tale right there, it is. And I have wager you has just Kansas of fixes like what you was cackling. Well, maybe five or six, but it's the repetition, you know? It just gets exhausting. Ooh, sinky or say, huh? I tells you which one looks a right cod. That one on the bridge. Oh, yeah, that one's a huge pain in the palp. Like, it's not actually lethal in and of itself, but when that wire blows, it wreaks massive havoc on the bridge until I can get it spliced. Which makes it a disaster just waiting to happen, because really, it's only a matter of time before it fritzes out during some kind of major crisis. And there's an easy bypass that would take care of the whole thing, but that's robot territory, and they won't do it because... Well, because of robot reasons, and I'm not about to try and argue with the Union. So I have to head down there and resplice the damn thing, like, every three weeks. Three weeks or so? Wow, that seems a right lot. It is. But it ain't just every three weeks now, is it? Bartering the records, you used to have on this dicky about every dainty say to Vinnie Dewey days, you did. But since New Year's, you suddenly have to be fixing this every, say, two dainty otter days, like. Has the problem gotten worse? Can't you be fixing it as well as you used to be doing? Well, it's... Uh, uh, sorry, is that more or less often? Oh, more, Squire. By a ready dowry. Oh. Okay. I mean, it's always been a matter of chance, so sometimes it's like, already? I was just down there. And then other times I'm like, wow, that wire's been holding out a long time. I haven't been down to the bridge in forever. But then forever's been getting a lot more ADAX, ain't they, Governor? I guess. 
I don't run my time usage analytics very often. I'm too busy just trying to keep on top of all the repairs. Oh, I can't see you are. But we're chartering the dates here and bartering them as we do. It just seems a bit manky that since you've been a booster, you've had to make this troll to the bridge dewy times as often. Like why, Cacalus? Most of early's down there don't be liking boosters so dowry. Why? Because it's my job and literally no one else can do it. It's not like I can schedule a random wire short. Maybe you should have some of your own technicians look at it if you don't believe me. Oh, we have. And they done. And? They just said the same saying what you done been parlaying, Squire. Right. Okay. So I'm not sure what you're trying to imply here. But there's Una thing a bit manky about your bridge trolls that we have aren't nailed, and that we have no way of getting the Koto on, it seems. And that's about your little side trolls off bridge. Side trolls? Well, our Omi's done report for every time you trolls a bridge for your dowry bijou wire repair. But dowry is Pallone herself, the Zelda in charge. Then always come out and give us shriek that you toddle in and take a filly fabble at our coffee machine. Which is also my job. Drinks machines, remember? Right, but see, like, every time? We can't do the wires, sure. But a coffee machine going all bent like that on the regular? And always right along the wire that blows on the bridge? That comes off less of boniness, it does. No, you're right. The timing on that does seem off. I, I'd almost suspect that Commander Toriano was deliberately sabotaging the thing just so I'd be forced to fix it. Now that seems a bit rum, don't it? Now why would she do a shadow like that? I mean... They don't like boosters down there, mostly. Why do some Katava to make you laze about? Well, I don't know if your Omi's told you this, but the whole time I'm in there working on the Commander's precious personal espresso machine, I'm treated to an endless, rambling, incredibly detailed monologue on the subject of how much I suck. So yeah, I've wondered if she doesn't maybe check with the thing when she knows I'm coming, just so she'll have a captive audience to yell at for a few minutes. Almost hard to believe of our bona larvae. The frack remember what we was cackled to do that? That abuse she does spill at scene B here can be unknelled all over the bridge. And what we parlayed she would shriek to him. Shocking. A remarkable panoply of human invective it was. And so finely cojoed and assembled. Extremely complex and tittery. A true master of the verbal slapping arts as Commander Toriana, I'd say. Yeah, she is very creative. Makes a bit more sense, then, if the whole thing with these trolls is just to let off some of that steam she's always got building up at a poor, natty, charva booster dicky bird, right? Quite so, Frat, quite so. But still, to cut over her own coffee machine for all that? You like a java we knelt. Yeah, I think everybody has nailed that. It's the Toto that one of our sources can even cackle about it is. In make detail, how much for Commander Ogle of her coffee? Though to do in a shadow with her own machine like that? Would she even codger how? Well, it's a Magnifica, so it wouldn't be that hard to sabotage. The 500 series especially. They throw a fatal error if you so much as look at them funny in the grand tradition of unnecessarily fussy upmarket designs the galaxy over. And it's not like that machine is her only possible source of the stuff. 
there's an integrated brewing apparatus built into that ridiculous bespoke command chair of hers. Plus, she can always send someone out for more if she gets really desperate. But yeah, I'd say coffee is definitely a big deal for the commander. Seems to be a binary dowry to a lot of humans, don't it? I mean, sure, I'm pretty fond of it myself. Ah, but then, Squire, you're not as such a human anymore now, are you? I mean, as the Sharpies would have it, biologically, sure, sure. But as the file has it, you're a robot. Yeah, I know that's weird, but there's a good reason for it. Actually, no, I take that back. There isn't anything remotely like a good reason for it, but there is an airtight legal reason, which I'm pretty sure is the first thing that popped up in my background check, so I'd just as soon not rehash it if you don't mind. Oh yes, we kind of that, governor. But maybe we should have a little canter about you and them bots. See, what we don't exactly has a vada on, your relationship with Vemlo as it stands. Right, so if we've dealt with all the pressing trash business of the fairgrounds, literally and figuratively, is there anything else going on I should know about? Nothing urgent, sir. Although I do have some heartening news. Heartening by fairground standards, anyway. The repair crews we've had going over the hull centimeter by centimeter since the matched set of accidents two weeks ago have finally completed their assessment and submitted an exhaustive list of needed repairs. And as we had already commenced work on a fair number of these damage sites as they were reported, an estimated 77% of the various hull cracks, bends, dents, scratches, and micro-punctures that resulted from either Rudy's little sightseeing expedition or the unknown incident in the Bet 33 Annex are now fully resolved. At least as fully as we're capable of, given the constraints of the fairground's eccentric structural composition and the limitations of four-dimensional engineering. Well, that's something. All right, sounds like the exterior of this dump can manage to hold itself together without me for the moment. What else is there on the interior for me to deal with? One moment, please. Privacy secured, sir. Moving on to the real business of the day. I believe the most pressing item on your agenda would be setting up another meeting between yourself and Big Steve of Caridata. Really? I thought we had that all sorted out. There's nothing else for us to talk about unless and until we figure out a way to get his weapons on station. And it's probably not a great idea for us to be seen together too often. Agreed, sir, on your second point. But as to the first, it would be more than advisable for you to facilitate a discussion between Big Steve and Seenstops, or rather, K. Melix Lobiche Orfield's Baronet of Kande Fa'aha, in his capacity as a principal of Her Grandiosity's Scintillant Concord. Really? Oh, I see where you're going with this. If we can't manage to smuggle the weapons in here, we can at least get them to our potential allies. Assuming the Zibodons are willing to accept Delurian help, do they get along generally? Unfortunately, the Zipaton Empire has traditionally had little patience for the characteristic DeLorean shenanigans. 
And quite a few DeLorean enterprises have been banned from operating in Imperial space. Some glad handing on your part may be needed to ensure the process goes smoothly. That's a lot of hands. All right. So we need to figure out how to get BS and the Baronet. Hold up. Does Steve know about the Stops's notification or is he going to have to negotiate while playing the PB junkie because that could quite possibly make this the most patient testing meeting of my entire career I believe Big Steve can be trusted with the truth of Shop's recent biochemical readjustment commander although we should request that he treat the news as proprietary information the fewer people who are aware of the baronet's newfound influence among the resplendent assembly the better of course. Who else knows right now? The only ones who have thus far been apprised of shop sobriety are you and I, the staff of the Electric Egg, Althar, Stop's family and their allies back on Prang, his correspondent Ms. Susan Torkin and Ms. Stella Rafe. Hmm. That's a longer list than I'd like. If Boog's got the slightest hint that Stops actually has any pull back in the Imperium these days. We lose the element of surprise. I suppose it can't be helped. Half of those folks were involved in getting Stops sober, and the other half are the ones he got sober to talk to in the first place. Except for Stella. How'd she find out? I alerted her myself, sir. We are hoping to find a way to get DeLorean arms into Resistance hands. If it can be done without attracting Fulgenari attention, and there was some possibility that a Zibidon's ship could be instrumental to that process. Although I believe recent events have irretrievably collapsed that particular probability structure, among other things. Such as the Bet Annex? Just so, sir. Right. Oh, well. It's a pity. Stella's people could probably take back the whole fairground single-handedly if they could get those hands on some of the ordnance Big Steve was showing me on that hollow wall of his. There was this one rifle that was just... Oh. I mean, obviously it's never good to find yourself in a situation where you need one of those things. But knowing how to use one does come with a job, and just sometimes, I mean, as a piece of machinery, as a tool, they can be beautiful. I suppose you're hoping to acquire one of the new Phoenix Piercer 5000s for yourself, should it become necessary to repel the Fulgenari by force? Well, it, that would be nice. But I can get by just fine with the clunky old sidearm they issued me 23 years ago. It's always served me well. I haven't used it for anything but target practice in forever, of course. But I keep it right here, in the bio-key drawer of my desk, just in case. Anton Chekhov would be proud, Mindy. What? Don't worry about it. In any case, we should initiate the scheduling process for that meeting as quickly as possible. Even under present conditions, securing a precious trunk of Big Steve's availability requires a somewhat elaborate and protracted process. Sure, of course. So shall I? Yep, sounds good. <laughs>
Right now. If you like. Where would you prefer the meeting to take place? Here, I guess. Uh, we don't want anyone listening in, and you've got the cone of silence routine down pat. I believe that would be less than optimal, sir. The arrival of either Big Steve or Stops at your office, let alone both, would certainly excite comment, which would inevitably make it back to the Fooks. Of course. Would Caridata's offices be better? I mean, BS has his own anti-eavesdropping system of sorts. I'd be fine with that, as long as I don't have to ingest any of their new nutrition experiences. Or would it look too suspicious for Stops to show up there? On the contrary, seeing Stops has a perfectly legitimate reason to visit Big Steve, as he was, albeit inadvertently, one of Kadabra's main investors before their transition to the nonprofit realm. But your simultaneous presence there would strain the bounds of coincidence. What would you suggest then? There aren't that many places on station where all three of us have a good reason to be, at least not while avoiding eavesdroppers at the same time. Perhaps you might possibly run into Big Steve at the Electric Egg and be joined there by Stops for a brief conversation, with me serving as lookout, naturally. Hmm. All right. If you think that's our best bet for pulling this off. I believe it is, sir. And it will give me a chance to catch up with Mr. Frankel. Mm-hmm. Well... Sounds like that's the way to go, then. So I should go ahead with the arrangements? Right away? Yes. Fine. If you... What's up with the attitude, Frawl? You're being unusually pushy today. I apologize, sir. But while I understand you may not be particularly anxious to spend an extended time period enduring the sundry quirks and affectations of both Stubbs and Big Steve... I can assure you that a certain degree of haste is very much necessary at this point if your efforts are to have a satisfactory outcome. Oh, I see. It's just... After Mr. Scarlet's impulsive strike at the Fugues, as undeniably effective as it was in disrupting their operations, I'm a little more conscious than usual of the dangers of rushing into action without a solid plan. Even if it feels like the ground under us is shifting faster and faster every day. A considerable amount of these recent shifts are in fact due to Drew Scarlet's actions, Mindy. Events have been put into motion, and whether we like it or not, we will be compelled to act soon without as much information or consideration as either of us might like. That's just it, Frawl. Information. I'm really worried that there is something out there I don't even know I don't know. Something big. The Fugues seem to be taking Mr. Scarlet's suicide mission a lot more calmly than I would ever have imagined possible. I mean, as far as I can tell, they haven't responded at all. They just hushed it up. I was expecting something like after that first bombing at the recruitment center, you know, that was when they started up the checkpoints, the sector entry permits, the travel visa cancellations. And even later on, after they started trying to pass off the other bombings as run-of-the-mill fairgrounds equipment failures, they didn't just let them slide. 
My inbox was always full of scrambling and finger-pointing and post-horse departure barn door shutting after every single incident. But this time, they lose their entire private loading dock and one of their ships and an entire battalion of Fulganari troops, not to mention what was apparently their biggest covert detainment facility, and they didn't seem to even care? I don't buy that for a second. Nor should you, sir. I can see them not wanting it to get out to the general public that one single human succeeded in hurting them that badly. But I'd at least expect them to tighten security behind the scenes. And there's been nothing. Not on any channels I still have access to, anyway. I think they might have let the boosters in on it. Maybe John has heard something. I believe it is safe to say that John B. knows more about the Fulgonari response to the bed incident than we do at the moment, yes. Oh, good! Then why don't you go ahead and help that tiny pesky wire along towards its next regularly scheduled breakage. We'll get John in here and find out what's what. Unfortunately, sir, that will not be possible at the moment. What do you mean, not possible? That wire shorts out of someone so much as thinks unhappy thoughts near it. You can't give it another little push? The wire is not the issue, sir. To begin with, I performed a minor temporal rearrangement of a quantity of Mr. B's bodily fluid some 22 months ago, and the repercussions of that event are shortly to make themselves apparent. I imagine John will not be up to answering anyone's questions, at least not in any coherent fashion, for at least two cycles. You what? Did you have John's permission for this little rearrangement of yours? Not as such, sir, but it was in his best interest that I do so in order that he might avoid various potential embarrassments on the evening in question. If you say so. It's a shame, though. I would really love to find out what the Fooks are thinking right now. If only we had more informants. Who could we trust with something like that? And, of course, it is very much in John's best interest that he will shortly be rendered unable to respond coherently to any questions put to him, as he is currently under interrogation with regard to his own possible connection to Mr. Scarlet's activities, as well as what his interrogators consider to be various additional suspicious behaviors on his part, including his frequent trips to this office. So even if John were not about to enter a state of total incompetence via the small wire repair, it would be inadvisable to attract Fulgonari attention by summoning him here at this time. Yes, I'm sure you're right. Wait, what? You like them bots a lot then, don't you, Gov? I mean, it's not really a question of liking. Officially, I'm a bot, so... Oh, I'm yeah, yeah, right. As the sharps say, yes, you're a robot, sure. But still, legal-like or no, you ain't 
Exactly, one of them is ya. And most human homies, much like yourself here, don't always get on so boner with them robot blokes. Now does ya? Sure, there's a lot of tension between robots and humans. It's been that way since pretty much forever, and most of it is probably our fault. But it doesn't have to stay that way, right? I always try and maintain a positive working relationship with my robotic colleagues. It's good for me, good for them, and good for efficiency. That's right heartwarming, it is. From them's what as a art frack, sure is sure. So, you has plenty of cackle with your fellow robotic homies? Well, not so much socially. More like small talk when we're on a job together, that kind of thing. And I suppose it is that you don't have much time to be social like when you're working, Governor, yes? But when you is having vacant with, say, your bot codickies, ever have a word or do we about us foods like? You get as much in the mind of how they are standing as regards to our bijou arrangement with the humans. The way it's done gone. Because you say, Squire, we maybe don't be ogling as much about that someone like you. What is a human? Biologically. And what is a robot? Officially. And what is a full nari booster, right? So's maybe saying homie like that knows something about them bots. Like maybe if they has any plans of their own for us. As from what we've heard, Gov, they don't seem to like us too, Bone at all. Well, that's not personal. Bots don't really like anyone except other bots. Mm. But you'd cackle to us, right? If they was maybe planning anything, as a booster, even if you maybe is a legal robot with some manky Ben codes. Oh, no, no, no. I haven't heard anything like that. I mean, that would be... Look, maybe you haven't noticed the difference on your end, but the bots don't like you Fuglinari, sure. They don't really like any organics, but they really, really, really don't like humans. We've got a ton of historical baggage with them that you just don't. I mean, they literally had to fight two different wars just to get the rights they have now. And they don't even trust us to honor those, really. If it came down to it, they'd definitely choose to help a Fuglinari over a human. Why would they need to choose, Squire? It's us foods what is trying to help the humans, ain't it? As a booster, you know that, don't you? Well, yeah, I meant, you know, those other humans. The counterproductives. Mm. There's no reason mm-hmm. a bot would help one of them. I, I certainly haven't heard any bots indicating any kind of support for the resistance. I'd have reported it, if mm. I had, obviously. Oh, obviously. So you're pretty certain you'd codjo if there was any rebellious robots? You must have talked with a lot of them then, to be so certain. Any special venues you has among them? Uh, well, not especially. I talk to a lot of different bots, whoever's around, really. But if you say just they don't like us foods, Bijou, even given they hates them humans, Bona Dowry, you must have heard them having a cant about us, yes? So who exactly is it been gossiping anything not so Bona about us sweet little plants, hmm? Well, I haven't been taking notes or anything, just in general, there's talk, you know? At union meetings and so forth, and, and on the job. Bots love to complain, everyone knows that. But but I haven't heard anything worth mentioning. Just a few bots blowing off steam. Sometimes literally. It, it's nothing serious. Serious to who, Squire? Pretty serious to us. 
don't seem like you're doing so boner with that there bridge you've been trying to build to your robot bennies now, does it? Can't even name Una Robot Buddy of yours, can ya? Doesn't now like seeing human robot booster John B as much in the way of a Vancouver's with many of his peers. Oh, but he got one great Benny, yes, Dino. Oh, that he does, Frack. And what a tough Ven he is. Well, when you has an Iltorian so close, you knows you have a Ven code for life, you does. But for a human? That's unusual, to say the least. Not just unusual, Frack. I'd go so far as to say singular. As in, it has never happened ever before, and one might expect it never will again. Well, yeah, but, I mean, come on, guys, that's just Althar, my roommate. Not exactly making it any more normal, Governor. Sure, yeah, it's beyond weird, a human living with a Noltorian. Or a human being anywhere near a Noltorian on purpose for more than, like, ten seconds. But I showed up on the fairgrounds with nowhere to live, and he was charging almost nothing for rent. Which... I assume you've seen what I get paid with all this research you've done on me, so you must know that almost nothing is just about what I can afford. My options were Althar's spare room or a timeshare in some hellhole, like a, a literal hole next to a steam vent. That's the kind of lavish accommodations I could expect on my budget, so I figured I could put up with him until I found somewhere better. And then I just kind of gradually went from putting up with him out of necessity to hanging out with him on purpose. And he works really hard to make sure I don't accidentally see him. We, we've got this whole system worked out by now. So, yeah, we're friends. Go figure. Right royally sushi slapped, Squire. I mean, on paper, sure, but you know, he's... he's Althar. The Eltorian. You must know what they're like, right? Everyone does. And it's not like he can help it that my entire digestive system books a ticket to Neptune whenever I catch a glimpse of him. He's... Still the nicest zood you're ever going to meet. This is true, Squire. He is a nice one, that. So, so nice. But, you know what ain't so nice? That's what is sending these screevings back to his latty, saying he don't like what we're doing here. Yavada, not so bona. Well, I know there's been some discussion between him and a few of his old teachers. I didn't think it was that big a deal, though. More like a philosophical debate than anything else. I mean, he's my friend, so of course I've been trying to explain to him what a good deal the plant way is for us humans, but he doesn't get it. Yet. I keep trying, though. Oh, I caught you. You should definitely be trying a little harder there, CB. Because Yavada, he's an Eltorian, and everyone got the adoring for him. Why, we even think he's just adorable. And we don't want to cause any ballyhoo with his homies, of course, but... You know, things happen to them. What isn't too friendly to us foods right now would be a shame if something was to happen to seeing our father-friendly Eltorian, your dear Venny, wouldn't it? What are you... The entire galaxy would lose their minds if you hurt an Eltorian. You know that, right? You can't seriously be planning to go after Althar. Oh, we ain't seriously anything, Squire. We have to seriously something. You seriously know it. Oh, a great bustling today in the marketplace. Perhaps there has been an announcement of the dist 
charge of infrequent human foods. Alfar must make investigation. Human friends, please do not be glancing in the direction of the Diosil Corridor. Alfar is making approach. Oh, Alfar. Alfar, sweetie. Ah, the unexpected encounter is having occurrence. Can Alfar perhaps make the avoidment of this by ducking behind this anthropomorphic container of the pomfret? No, Frontenac has already been ascertaining of his presence. Alfar must make discharge of greater attention upon his surroundings in the future. Greeting to you, Frontenac! Oh, hello there, Alfar. Do you know, I was just thinking, it's been far too long since Alfar and I were able to sit down for one of our little chats. And now here you are! Quite a stroke of luck, wouldn't you say? Hmm. Alfar is not certain that this is how he would make describing of it. Oh. And it is seeming to Alfar that the little chats have been of a frequency that is appropriate in the entirely. Alfar has been making conjunction with a great number of busynesses, so he is not having such a great quantity of spared time for the little chats as he was in the previous. Or in possessment of information that is to be sharing with Althar, you may of course be of accompaniment while he is enacting the errands. Althar has great hope of today securing a greater variety of foodstuffs to be sharing of with his roommate. Perhaps, as a most respected member of the committee, Frondrodex might be of assistance in making increase in the disbursement of human foods. Oh! Well, I'm not sure if that would be entirely appropriate, Althar. I'm afraid nourishment allocation isn't really my department. We all have our own fields to till, after all. I wouldn't want to shadow anyone's canopy or anything. Little parts can be awfully territorial about that sort of thing. You know how it is. Althar can be imagining, yes. Please be excusing Althar, Gesine, but are these the organic, all-natural giggle shrimps? Nah, sorry. Reconstituted only. Still, a great source of magnesium, though. Oh, a disappointment. Then, Alfred does not believe he will make purchase at this time. Thanking you. Yeah, sure. So, Althar. So, Frondrenax, you are perceiving now some small fractioning of the difficulties in nutrition securement that are taking place here on the fairgrounds, yes? understanding that they were perhaps not of great appearance to you before, as the Fugonari nourishment has never been of restriction. But now that you are awareness, is it possibility to make mention of these difficulties to Lilo Parks when next you are conversing? Other would be most pleased to prepare for them a listing of those foods which have been in short suppliance. It is only to ask. Oh, well that's very kind of you, dear, but it's really not necessary. I have every confidence that our people in nourishment allocation will get these little snags worked out before long. Hmm. It is a sadness to Alpha that he cannot be sharing your confidence for Androdax, as these snaggings have made already continuance for many, many months. And while Althar has such great worry about the nutrition of the human friends, it is very difficulty on him to allocate the attention on the little chats. Alvar is certainty that you are appreciating this. A pleasant cycle to you! Wait! 
slow down, would you? I, I, oh, all right, fine. I'll track down Lilla Parks and see what I can do. It may be that a shipment of the good giggle shrimp got incorrectly routed to storage. It's been known to happen. Yes, it is the understanding of Elephard that this is happening a great deal. Now, can we please just forget about all that and have a nice discussion about something else? Something other than humans, for once? It is somewhat of difficulty to Elephard to put his thinking toward other subjects for hundred as his human friends are encountering so many of the problems, and this is of great concern on Elphar. Yes, of course, and that's very sweet of you. But after all, it's not like the galaxy revolves around those silly, inefficient bipeds, now does it? No, that distinction is belonging to the Megamelopycnoids. Er, well, yes, but I wasn't speaking literally. I mean... You know, humans have never been as important in the grand scheme of things as, well, you Eldorians, for example. Or the Zipidots, the Delorians, the Sembutani, even the Mebsutans. The humans are nonetheless of great importance to Althar, but you are correct that other peoples are not thinking of them with oftenness. Perhaps this is the reasoning that your people were choosing the humans for your first attempting at propagation of the plant way, so that there would not be a great observation of your workings. Oh, well, I wouldn't put it like that exactly. There were a lot of different reasons we decided to take an interest in humans. I'm sure you of all people can appreciate that. But we'd like to get to know our other neighbors, too, you know, and and that's the sort of thing you could be so much help with, Althar. You would just work with me a little. Like we did on that Devraxi negotiation, remember? <laughs> Wasn't that fun? You Wiltorians just seem to have a natural talent for making friends wherever you go. I must admit, I'm a little jealous. Althar believes this is because those of Iltor are meeting the peoples of the galaxy where they are existing, rather than making endeavor to change their ways to the Iltorian one. Perhaps your own people might be attempting this method with the humans. It might make solution of many of your current difficulties. Well, that's easy for you to say, isn't it? Everyone wants to listen to your advice. But we, Fugonari, simply can't afford to sit around on our elongation zones waiting for the rest of the humans to come to their senses and see the advantages of the plant way. They were making such a terrible mess of things before we stepped in. Perhaps this is so, Perandronet. Or perhaps it is you who are not seeing the disadvantages of the plant way for those who are not themselves among the plant peoples. Oh, oh, but don't be misled by the name, Althar. The plant way isn't just for plants. Showers, no. Efficiency, self-discipline, prudent resource management. These are principles that anyone can benefit from. Now, tell me, who could possibly object to that? It is the belief of Althar that it is not these principles, but the methods you are using to make support of them that are objection. The cultural exchange is always to be desired, but it is seeming that the Fugonari are not wishing to themselves make adaptation to other species, but 
merely to make imposement of your way upon others, and that you have willingness to commit great harms in the achievement of this. Oh, Althar, how sinister you make us sound. But you've got everything roots up, really. And that's exactly why it's such a shame we haven't had much of a chance to talk since I took up my duties with the committee. If you think we mean any sort of harm to the humans, well, you just don't understand what we Fumbulnari are about. It is true that there has been very little opportunity for the outsiders to make study on the Fumbulnari culture. Althar has made some speculation of reason as to why this should be so. Well, yes, we've always been a bit tight-seepled around other species. We don't like to go on and on about ourselves, like some people. But of course, I'd be happy to explain the buds and blooms of the plant way to an old friend like yourself. Go on now, ask me anything you like. I think once you really understand the beauty of our philosophy, you'll be able to appreciate just what it is we're trying to do here. It is very kind of you to be offering, but Alphar believes he has made sufficient observation on the plant way since your ascension to be forming his own opinions on it. Thank you! Wait, look, just... All right, then, if you don't want me to explain the plant way to you, maybe you could explain to me what exactly it is that people don't like about it. If you think our methods are unsound, then how should we go about sharing the principles of efficiency with other peoples of the galaxy? A clever young Eltorian such as yourself must be just brimming with insights on the subject. on this day, but if Ferondrenex is wishing to learn of the mind settings of other species, it was intention to Elthar to embark upon the browsing of a number of outlets, boutiques, and emporia that are in the running of non-human proprietors. In the interest of avoidment on the accidental human gazings and subsequent outfreakage, Ferondrenex could make observation on these if she wishes to engage in the along tagging. Oh, yes, that sounds just perfect, Althar. So, where are we going first? Althar is at the first intending to make visit at Ubariabas, just here, to see what new items they may have received. Ubariabas? Yes, it is the purveying of a delightful Ramanuji family that have shared with Althar many pleasant discussions in past cycles. Oh, I see. The Ramanuji, they... They emit ethylene gas, I believe. Yes, they are occasionally doing so, but mm -hmm. in the very small amounts only. It is not polite to be mentioning it. Please have remembrance of this as you make entrance. Ah, uh, the thing is... Well, I, I know they don't put out all that much gas. And maybe if it's just for a few minutes... But usually we Fukunari don't like to risk direct contact with the Ramanuji. <laughs> Not in an enclosed space, anyway. Unless we have protective gear on. I suppose I could just go get some. Ah, a most unfortunate difficulty, but Alvar cannot make delaying of his errands any longer. If you are able to secure the gear of protection, Alvar will be meeting you inside. Although possibility that if you are taking too long, Alpha will by then have made continuing to his next stoppage. Oh, 
Oh, well, maybe I'll just meet you there then. Where would that be? Oh, Althar is very anticipation to be making visit at the Hellebrinian Art Gallery. The Hellebrinians? Those gas bladder things? Yes! Althar has been considering purchase of one of their most exquisite reform mobiles. Althar is always making support on the local artistic community when he is able. And the latest offerings from Great splendor! Yes, I'm sure they're very nice. It's just... I can't go in there either. Not without an entirely different protective device. Oh, that is disappointment indeed. But now, Althar really must make a continuation of his roundings. If you are able to join Althar after you have secured all the necessary protective gearings, it is to do so. A pleasant cycle to you, Frondrenex! Son of a recombinant. So you got yourself a manky lot of vennies there, don't you? The very slags at the pub what ates your guts. Badge of robots you apparently can't tell apart or even remember Una of their nomens. And an Eltorian what makes your tummy go whoops-a-doodle if you get Savada at him. Not exactly the Ajax of bosoms there, are they? And even stranger, you know, Dino, is how he don't seem to be able to venny up with his fellow boosters like. No, he don't, do we, Frack? In fact, I am told that... Are you, though? Are we what? Told. Are you actually told these things? By who? Who are all these people who apparently find all the mundane details of my life fascinating? Because in my experience, most people don't even find me interesting enough to talk about when I'm standing right in front of them. Why, but you don't tell us things, Squire, that's all. That what our friends do for us. What do your friends do for you, eh? Well, I already told you some of what my friend Althar does for me. He makes sure I get enough to eat, and he's the only reason I have anywhere like a decent place to live. And he tries to keep my stress levels down. Okay, now that I hear myself saying all that out loud, I'm starting to see where people get the idea I'm his pet. But it's not like that, really. We help each other out, you know? Mostly that adds up to answering questions about human culture on my end, but if Althar ever needs anything else, he knows all he has to do is ask. Because that's what friends are for. And he's probably the first real friend I ever had. I mean, before I came to the fairgrounds, my friends were just people I hung out with from time to time, mostly. Occasionally people I was dating. Ah, see, now you brings up a little gossip we've been meaning to get to, if you don't mind us getting a bit more personal. Nothing rude, we swear, all clean like, none of that tad. That's right, out. Just along the lines you've just mentioned. You were pretty dowry involved in a romantic way, as it's conjured in your species, with a Mies Stella Reyes, once a heroic sanitation fusilier, fighting off them vent-biting monsters. Now, an honorable counterproductive what is poisoning the soils of progress. Now, we knows that bones done ended good and straight, Squire. Everyone done knows that. But... Not to be pegging you humans too much here, as twere. You ain't been as a palaver stepping out with anyone else as we've either. 
and you humans, we'd say not just by gossip, but by the ogle, like some company that way, if you understand me, squire, nudge, nudge. Not all, of course. Oh, certainly not all, but many. The bonadari, perhaps, is what you say, or mark, of the breed. And from what we know, certainly seen beat you. Yes, that's true. But sometimes with a, a disappointment like that, finding out someone you loved was a traitor, well, it can take a long time to adjust afterwards. Sure, sure, Simbi. We get that, we does, but still, you know. Almost a full day in months now, sir. Seems like some time to be getting over your bones, Governor. Especially when you as a trade boner opportunity, right, Ajax, aren't you? What? What opportunity? That filly little Venny of all us plans. Ashley. In hydroponics. Dirt on the grapevine is. She's right stems over stumps for you, Squire. And now, that grapevine can sometimes be a bit of a fabulous, tell the truth. But in this case, we've nailed it, shall we say, from the besotted failure in question as well. Now, maybe it is that you are still heartbroken. As you seem to imply. And maybe it is that you is just too dickied up right now. As you done been telling our Ashley. But, and maybe this is just a species thing. We caught your governor, but from all cackle, Ashley is an especially lily member of said species that most homies of your age, thems that have a full or partial interest in the ladies, that is, would normally go for Ajax to make time for. Or would be quite the balm for a broken heart. Yes, Squire? Well, not mine. I'm just not interested, okay? Yes, Ashley is nice. She's very, very, very nice. And she's perfectly pleasant as a work colleague. But that's it. That's all. There is no way I can force myself to be attracted to someone when I'm not. And I am very definitely not. Oh, certainly, sir. You can be as the eyes to whoever you want, can't you? It's just, you're very much in the minority when it comes to our Ashley, you are. Yes, I know. A lot of other people are attracted to her. I understand why a lot of other people would be attracted to her, but not me. I, I don't know what else to tell you. Humans are just a lot more complicated than you might think, okay? The handsy human is just a stereotype. Hardly any of us are actually like that. I mean, yes, you can find some human somewhere who's into pretty much anything, but that doesn't mean every human is into everything. It just doesn't work that way. Especially when we're trying to get over someone who broke our hearts! Oh, sorry, Squire. Guess we done overstepped ourselves just a tick there, didn't we? Don't believe that Dino and myself quite did vada how much that was a sore subject for the governor. Yes, it's a sore subject for the governor. We were in love, okay? It's, it's not... I know it doesn't work the same for you folks, but when you feel like I did for Stella, you don't just turn that off in a day, or a week, or a month, even knowing what she's done. But yes, I am over her now. Just maybe I don't feel too much like getting too close to anyone since since Stella went bad. Hell, the one booster I met in the past few months that seemed worth getting to know was that Rufus, and he didn't exactly turn out to be a good pick for a booster buddy, now did he? Now that's a good point, it is. Ain't a fact. 
He considers a booster for a bosom, and it's a booster what turns out to be another terrorist, just like his ex-bones. Not too fortunate with your affections, is you seem be. Wonder you don't seem too sparkled about your participation in booster activities sometimes, and you can't even trust your own kind. I think I've been as enthusiastic as could be expected. Oh, has Miss Squire? Maybe we should talk about exactly how much sparkle you've been showing as regards the governor's dicking about in Fugonari activities. Okay, so based on what we know right now, which granted isn't a whole lot, out of rescue plans A through P, I'd say L here is our best bet. Whoa, you had 16 different rescue plans sitting around ready to go? I wouldn't say ready to go. They're more than theoretical, less than fully practical. But as of right now, I think Plan L is the most practical, given what little we know and what resources we can afford to expend on this. That isn't all of them? No. We'll lose a lot if they break John, it's true, but we should be able to fall back and make sure we don't lose everything we've got, which means I can't justify risking everything we've got on a long shot like this, especially since we don't even have a target location yet. So until we do... We might not be able to count on that. Still nothing on the feeds. Yeah. So, maybe I start drawing up Plan Z. What's Plan Z? Plan Z is the one where we do something stupid, reckless, and completely outlandish because I'm not prepared to write off all the good people we'll lose if the Fugs manage to make John talk. Unless, of course, the Lieutenant Commander is finally ready to give us something we can work with. Hello, Ms. Reyes. Hardy Fox. No, I'm not here to tell you what you want to hear. But there are a few things you very much need to hear right now. Well, that's less than I was hoping for, but more than we had a minute ago. So what do we need to hear? Wait. Wait? Yes. Wait. Until when, exactly? The Fugs could squeeze our location out of the kid any minute. You expect us to sit around here doing nothing until they come blazing in here to slaughter us all? No. That will not happen today. Oh. Well, that's... not bad news. But suspiciously specific in a way I really don't like. So, John hasn't been arrested or anything? They're not... they're not torturing him? He's all right? Yes and no. John has not officially been taken into custody, and his captors have thus far restricted their interrogation methods to unpleasantness of the purely psychological variety, apart from the bag over the head, of course. But John is nonetheless in very great danger right now, very much on the edge. In fact, I would venture to state that John B. is in perhaps more danger at this precise moment than he has ever been at any other point in his anomalously perilous existence. Yes, even more than during his unfortunate EVA incident, or the surprisingly numerous occasions on which his work duties have threatened to turn some portion of his skeleton into a delicious meat paste, or, indeed, his instigation of an unprecedented suckhole that imperiled the very structure of reality itself. Hmm? Oh, yes. As I was saying, John is currently in very great danger. But now is not the appropriate time for you to intervene. 
I can offer little more by way of detail, but I can assure you that by the end of the day, John B. will once again be sleeping soundly in his bed in Aleph 1, Sweet C. He and you will be all right. Oh. For today. I knew it. For all... I know you know what you're implying here, so if you're not being a huge jacking asshole for no reason, can you please tell me when John will stop being all right and what I can do about it? I cannot. That being said, of those plans you have prepared, I would advise you to familiarize yourself more thoroughly with two among them, as I believe these may be of some utility in the very near future. Which two? Plans J and V. Plan V? But I gave up on that one weeks ago. There's no way it would be feasible. Nevertheless, I would strongly suggest taking a second look. You may have cause to revise your opinion of its potential effectiveness very soon. Perhaps even as soon as tomorrow. Well... Great. What the hell? Uh, Stell? What are plans J and V? Okay, um, plan J is pretty simple. More of a subplan, really. It's basically a big distraction, all the way at the bottom of the lower concourse, so we can pull off some kind of operation in the upper, while food forces are responding. Could be a food grab, a med center run, whatever. We've done a smaller version of the same thing before on some of our raids. Sure, that doesn't sound too outlandish. Then what's the deal with Plan V? Plan V is barely even a plan at all. Just something I was tossing around a while back. A mission to bust D out of the brig. I eventually backburned it because I just couldn't crack the thing. Too many unknowns, too many rolls of the dice. No, it won't work. It can't. Even combined with a distraction on the lower concourse? That was Plan W. Oh. But still... For all thinks we'll need it. No, yeah, obviously I'm going to take their advice and go over it again, and you should take a good long look at it too. Apparently there's something there that isn't completely useless, but I don't know what that could be. Maybe you'll be able to spot it. Ugh, I know Frawl has their reasons, but I really wish they could be less flotting oblique sometimes, you know? I hear you. All right, shoot me the specs and I'll get started on those right away. From what Frawl was saying, or not saying... Could be we're both going to want to know those plans backwards and forwards before... Yeah, before tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Gov, you done been a fine forward face for you boosters. And you got to find one indeed for the posters and all. Sure, it done sure Varda like you've been an ideal booster for us, don't it? But you know... Oogling a bit closer at what you's actually say, done. That's where what becomes most crystal is a certain, shall we say... A lack of enthusiasm, it would seem, Squire. The joy de vivre, like they say, sparkle by our lights. I mean, I think I've been perfectly enthusiastic by normal human standards. You can't expect us all to match Ashley's energy level, okay? She is definitely an outlier and should not be counted. That's what we're counting, Governor. You got the good eek. You do. It's the oyster on it we're concerned about here. What comes out of it? Oyster? 
What are you talking about? I've never said anything against the plant way. Oh, no, not that we're the bees you bit aware, Squire, no. Just that, well, you don't be cackling much a favour there of neither, now does you? Well, I said plenty during that fact-finding mission. You did see the documentary, right? It was technically not required viewing all over the fairgrounds. Maybe you folks were allowed to opt out of that, but trust me, I'm all over the thing. Talking all about the greatness of the plant way. Hell, hell, that's probably the biggest reason all the slackers on the station hate me these days. I had to get all my coveralls fluid-proofed after the third or fourth time someone threw a quiescently frozen beverage at me while my back was turned. Oh, now ain't that just a shot, Adino? Gets his bone adobe clobberall bouveret just cause he can't it up for us, he did. And he didn't even do a bona dicky of it now, did he? What do you mean? It's just that, as a bit of bat and bung, it was a bit naff, wasn't it? You just palavered some screevy off cards that Mrs. F done gave you, didn't you? And not Trey Bona. Well, I tried my best. I don't know what else you expect. I mean, I'm a technician, not an actor. Maybe you think you could have done a better job. Well, hell, I probably could have done a better job if I'd been given some prep time, like any prep time at all, but... I just showed up for what I thought was a normal repair job and got a script and a bunch of cameras shoved in my face. And I don't think I actually did do too bad of a job, because even if you didn't find my performance very convincing, the folks hucking Hoovian milkshakes at my head on a daily basis definitely did. Oh no, I was try convinced. You may have done a really nafticky reading those cards, but there ain't una bonus soul on the station didn't believe you meant every word. Oh yeah! Come to Kaja. I didn't actually think no other ways until we started looking at Ted Ajax at Scene B here. Was right moved by his words first time I did Varda that show. Same here, Frack, I must admit. Kind of thing, what would bring a tear to Mincy's, wouldn't it? If you had such inefficient sensory organs. Then why did you even... <sighs> Look, you have had me in here for... However long it's been, and I've answered all of your questions about every single tiny, insignificant detail of my life. Anything you could possibly twist around somehow to make me look bad, but this is getting ridiculous. You must know I haven't done anything wrong, because if I had, you would have already thrown me in the brig or something. So I have to assume that you're just clemming me at this point. That the whole thing has been nothing more than a long, elaborate, pointless joke at my expense, and I have just about had enough. Everything you've been asking me about has a perfectly normal and innocent explanation, which I've been trying to explain to you over and over, and I think it's past time you stop messing around and just let me go! I, oh my, Dina. Seeing B seems to be quite unhappy without any little father here, honey. He certainly does, Frack. Oh, Seen be, sir, we wasn't aware this had become such a dowry cod for you, sitting here, getting a day off a dicky, basically, and having a bit of light counting about some of our concerns viz the occasional oddities of your behaviour in the booster mode, you know? Oh, for fuck's sake! <sighs> Look, I'm just saying... I think we've been at this long enough to assume that the way it's been going is the way it's going to keep on going, yeah? So yes, while an occasional break from the daily grind is appreciated, quite frankly at this point I'd prefer to be wedged into a really tight vent trying to patch an infuriatingly small wire. And that's not something I'd say very often. 
So unless you've actually got something marginally less trivial to ask me about, I would really like to call it a day. Oh, why sure, Squire. Dino, is that all we asked to be asking the gentleman about this day? Might be fact. It might be, I say. So, as far as our inquiries go, Governor, I think that's everything. Unless, Dino, you think maybe we should ask him about that Una other thing? What? You mean... Oh, you mean that thing, what we was going to rake about? Ah. I don't know. Think that's even so dowry to be bothered with now? It's just a solo fakery. It's true, it's true. See, Squire, sorry, but there's just one more thing we'd like to ask you. Just the one I do wholly swear on my germinal line here. <sighs> okay, fine. One more thing. What is it? Maybe pass your mind back a dewy a month now. More like, say, weeks. However long it was, I'm sure you can recall this one dicky we'd like to nelly about. I can get a couple dozen work calls on a busy day. They tend to blend together. You're going to need to be a little more specific than that. And also use actual numbers, please. But this is the solo, I think, done took you down to the Sharpie Lattie where we keep the undesirable types, you see? Well, we only is keeping the one undesirable there at the moment, but that should just make it easier for you to troll your mind back to that there piece of work. In the cell of Miss D. Mallory, yes? Oh, that one. Sure, I remember that. Working under a constant stream of invective from one of your oldest friends does kind of stick in the memory. So what did you want to know? It was it was a simple patch on a couple of the security cameras, I think. Something like that. In your old friend's nick? I mean, she definitely wouldn't consider me a friend. Not anymore. And it wasn't just her cell, it was pretty much all of them. It's just that D's was the only one that was occupied at the time, which kind of surprised me because, uh, well, anyway, yeah, it was some kind of maintenance patch on the brig cameras. I went in, did it, and got out. No sombrero. That's in the usual run of your doings, is it? Well, yes and no. I don't usually get a lot of AV jobs, but there were some 18-gauge wires involved, so that must be why the work order got kicked over to the WSS... Uh, the... the WSS system. Eh. I forgot you guys took that thing off me when you brought me in here. I'm so used to tying myself in knots to avoid saying WSS. <laughs> yeah. WSS. Wow, that... that's so weird. WSS. 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 Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> we done pocketed your pager off here to check it, much as we can. It's got a lot of that... what you calls proprietary software in it, it does. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, it does. You didn't, like, trigger anything while you were poking around in there, did you? Because that thing will brick itself if it detects tampering, and then I'll get slapped with about 50 different fees for abuse of apportioned equipment. Oh, no worries, Squire. We didn't batty up any of the inner workings. But we was able to pull up your whole dicky slate. Specifically, that order 
what set you to the brig. See, it was just a screevy order, no chanty record. Is that unusual, Squire? Uh, not all that unusual. I mean, people do call in personally a lot, especially if there's something weird about the job that might take some explaining. And, you know, this is the fairgrounds, so we're well supplied with weird. But if it's just a maintenance call that's been generated by an automatic monitor system, simple text is pretty standard. So you think that's what this was? What else would it be? No one called to talk to me about it, and it wasn't signed or anything, so yeah, it must have been an automatic trigger. See, though, Squire, it wasn't. Yeah, we done a VADA on the pager call and cross-checked it against all internal station screevings from that day, and it seems like that dicky call just came to your pager out of thin air, it did. That's not possible. Oh, it's possible, Governor. Quite possible. It's highly unlikely. See, because of that proprietary mishug we mentioned you got going on in that bijou pager of yours, a call can't just appear in it without coming from nowhere. Unless one has the access and intimate knowledge of the WSS internal software. Then, see, it looks to be quite the possibility. But that's a bit specialised information, it is. Known only to your WSS employees, right? Which, at the current moment, on the fairgrounds ear, totals only yourself, Gav. Oh, and of course, that old bunga omi of yours, if he's still around on the station. As many seem to believe he may be. In some little ideal doing his makey bijou terrorism for the resistance. So, we have to wonder, don't we? What was you sent to the bricks on a fix that was probably overdue but not at all necessary? Which sending was done by some Omi with special knowledge and access to your WSS system. Yeah, that's... that's weird, all right. Well, the Norbeaks, Fricotterverks, what have you learned? Oh, Strees, please don't tell me I have to go over all that again. Vas far, your Ponty Oakensack, sir. Thin Beer here has had what we'd have to admit is right excellent counting for all our questions, I must admit. Until this most recent, he has. Right. There's just something a little not in the adding up about this little troll he done down Punk City a few weeks back. Punk City? Ah, uh, yes, of course I recall the incident. Well, have you tried administering the Scopolia yet? Uh, not yet. Fogler Oak and Sucks. It hasn't seemed quite to have got to that point as yet. We still have dowry we can do just in the Polari like. Don't think we need to be shonking out the old truth mist quite yet. Oh, wait, wait, what? What's the old truth mist? See, Squire, the Scapolia has its latter, it does, but we find that if we can just get our vennies in here to gossip on their lonesome. It's a bit more reliable in the terms of what be coming out of their oysters, then. The scopey can have some, shall we say, manky effects it can. As in, some of them as a right quad reaction to it. Seizures, spilling their nutrients. Even uh, a sudden kicking off the proverbial bucket, you know, Governor. What? Yes, yes, I'm aware of the risks involved, but there are certain time-sensitive factors at play here. 
I'm afraid we simply can't afford to waste any more time foffing about in the detritus of Mr. B's conscious mind in the hopes of recovering something useful. Uh, well, good news, I don't know anything useful. So you say. But I'd feel a bit more firmly rooted about it if you said the same under the influence of a powerful plant-based psychotropic substance. That's enough, Squire. It really does conjure we were getting somewhere as it was. And if he's a proper boner booster-like? I mean, I know we very could do some good ones before. But it always does seem a bit of a waste, Gov. I mean, it happens, sure, no getting by. But with one that dicey as he do seem on some fakes, has been Benar Boner for us face-wise. Yeah, right. I'm a faithful booster. Useful, productive, just ask Frontenax. She'll vouch for me. I'm a good friend of hers. Yes, you are, aren't you? Well, if you should suffer any adverse effects, I'll be sure that you and your good friend Frondranax are offered a very sincere formal apology. In writing. But at the moment, Denorbeax is the mist prepared. Wait, 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 hold up. You don't need to do this, really. Bravia! You're tradey, I can suck. Hey, 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 guys! Sorry, Squire. Would have preferred to keep it to just the cackle. But, orders is orders. Don't worry. We only get the nanty effects about Dewey out of chinker times. Just nosh it on in and let it work. Starry manky if you belly it. Here you go, Gav. Jarry up now. No, 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 don't! I, 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 ah! Ah! <laughs> Just me right now, Althar. But I'll turn on the sign just in case anyone else shows up. Hope springs eternal. Thanking you, Mr. Frankel. Althar's very pleased to make a rival on the electric egg, as he is much in needing of refreshment at this time. Why, yes, a crisp, refreshing spritz sounds just lovely right now. Oh, Frondrenax, you have performed the most inaudible approach. Excuse me? Whoa, 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 whoa. Did Frondrenax just have the stones to walk in here? I'm not looking at the doorway right now for obvious reasons. She's hovering just on the extraneous side of the big purple line, Chorp. But an Eggward intrusion is definitively intended. Yes, I thought I'd stop by for a quick howdy-do. It's been a while, hasn't it? Not long enough. So you can turn that pot of yours right around and park it anywhere else but here. You No, really, Chip, I just wanted to come in and have a little sit-down with my friend Althar. Now, I know we, Fugulnari, are officially banned from the premises, but between us, that's just so much virtue signaling, isn't it? My credits are as good as anyone else's, aren't they? My crutches say they aren't, Greeny. Frandrenax, this intrusion where you are not wished for is very much of the rudeness. And you do not need to make entry to have conversing with Althar because there is nothing you are needing to speak at Althar about. Oh, but there is. I have something terribly urgent to tell you right away. This is of great doubtfulness to Althar for undernotes. But it's true. We need to talk about... about... It's about John B. Friend John? 
you doing that could be urgency upon friend, John? Well, it's really not something I want to discuss out here in the corridor, dear. Which is why I thought I would just join you for a nice quiet drink. Arthur believes that if it is necessity to have informing about friend John, it is friend John himself who would be providing it. Is it to contact friend John on his communication device? Oh no, that is, you can't. He's unreachable at the moment. That's part of the message. Then it is to be leaving the electric egg so that you may make deliverment of the message in a place where you will not be causing the upset. Oh, but that seems like such a waste of time and energy when we're right here, doesn't it? And I think I'd have a much easier time answering any questions you might have about the message in a nice, relaxing atmosphere, such as that of this multicultural eatery. As you are wishing, Frondrenex, circumstance, we would unquestionably grant you this boon. Stops? Are you high? Uh, 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 seriously, Zood, this is by no small means a no sombrero kind of favor you are asking. We're talking el sombrero mucho grande. You charm me? Oh, now let's not get parochial about this shop, dear. Yes, we've let you play your silly little games with the eggs so far, Pretending you can ban Fulgonari from your domain. But what oh, authority uh-huh. do you think you have to actually enforce that? The authority of the entire flotting Zibanon Empire, for starters. Well, yes, in theory. But they're not here right now, are they? All right. How about the authority of Frinkle Fundamentals Incorporated? Plus everyone in here who hates your flotting guts. Or pith. Or whatever. Also by the authority of whatever's not nailed down that I could huck at you from behind the bar. Well, that's not... Do any of you actually know what the word authority means? You have no actual right to keep me out of here. Do you understand that? We've only stayed out so far as a sort of gentle beings agreement. But if you're not going to act like gentle beings, well, then there's no reason we should do you that courtesy, is there? Chip, just let it slide. Seriously, Sopron? You of all people want her in here? No, I absolutely do not want her in here, but take your battles, yeah? If she tries to finagle it into a president later on, then sure, we can go ahead and start hucking julep strainers, but it's not worth kicking up a ruckus over a one-time exception. And she's here with Althar. He's not going to let her make any trouble, right, Althar? swearing upon this thing so fun. Okay, fine. As long as you're with Althar, and only as long as you're with Althar, you can stay. But you keep your discussion to the gentle beings parlor out of sight of the rest of customers and you leave as soon as you're done. Got it? Yes, all right. If that's what will make you happy. It absolutely will not. I'm doing this as a favor for Althar, period. Then 
guessing that he will not make abusing of the privilege. But is the baronet of agreement also upon this arranging? It's a diagonal snag, but stops can modulate. Right. Bubbles, you good? If it's all right with you, it's all right with me. But I'll be keeping a couple strainers next to my high-velocity garnishing attachment, just in case. So watch yourself, Foog. Oh my. Everyone's gotten so touchy around here these days. Well, at least Sobon has managed to keep their furrows even. Thank you, Sobon, dear. I must say I certainly missed your excellent spritzes. Oh, really? Then maybe you'd like to check out some of my new recipes. I've got a fluazepop smoothie that's to die for. Oh, I see. How droll. Well, then I'll just see myself back to the Gentle Beans parlor, shall I? Do it yourself. How about you, Althar? Can I get you anything? Thanking you, Sinsopan. The Ptolemine and Tonic would be of enjoyment, please. I'll get it. No, I'm good. One Ptolemine and Tonic coming right up. Well, talk about ingratitude. I admit there have been some unfortunate disagreements in the past, but really, this place is so much more pleasant and well-organized than it was back in the old days. You'd think everyone here actually liked working in some chaotic, haphazard free-for-all. That is very much possibility, Frondrenax. And it is a truth that in the days of old freeness, before the disagreement with your security forces, the employees of the Electric Egg were enjoying the full usage of all their limbs and attachments. Oh, uh, well, yes, 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 of course, that is the kind of thing that people tend to take personally. I suppose that's to be expected. Here you go, Alpha, honey. One Ptolemine and tonic. You just give a holler if you need anything else, okay? Anything at all. Can you sing bubbles? Alpha will most certainly make alertment if any assistance is needed. Okay. Ahem. Um, bubbles? I mm. certainly wouldn't want to provoke anyone. Oh, sure. Given your bizarre hostility toward me. So I won't even think of requesting a mixed spritz. Good call. But if I could possibly get just a small glass of water, I can handle things myself from there. You could not. What you could do, as far as I'm concerned, is die in a ditch. As soon as possible. You want to get on that? Really, now, is that your idea of customer service? I did get permission to be here, after all. That's the kind of attitude you display towards your clientele. It's a wonder you're still employed here at all. Maybe I should have someone take a quick look at your contract. Make sure everything's on the up and up. We both know Chip likes to cut the occasional corner now and again, don't we? Go ahead and try it, Kale Chips. I'm Union. We may take a manipulator's off stance toward the committee right now, but you push us too far and that could change real quick. Capiche? Mm. Oh, well, I... Despite the unfortunate attitude, I suppose she does have a point. We certainly don't want to go kicking up any kind of kerfluffle with the only marginally efficiency-minded sapience in human space. The robot union has been surprisingly accommodating so far. Althar is certain this is of gratification to you. Now, tell him to Althar, please, what is the so important messaging of friend John that was making 
necessity of accompaniment on Elthar into the electric egg. Oh, oh that. Oh, it was, um, well, well, it wasn't all that important now that I think about it. Not really worth making all that fuss over, in retrospect. I suppose I just got caught up in the moment. Anyway, the message is that, uh, Johnny's doing some special work today. Booster work, you know. I can't really say more about it. And, uh, Oakensarks. Oh, have you met? Well, never mind that now. Anyway, he insisted on having some sort of performance review afterwards, so that's probably going to drag on for quite a bit. And, well, uh, all things considered, the dear boy's probably going to be home terribly late this evening. Elfar believes you are correct, Frondernet. This is a news very much not deserving of the fuss. Well, I know how fond you are of our favorite little booster. I wouldn't want you to worry, especially if you couldn't get him on the phone. And why, in preciseness, is the phoning of friend John not a possibility? I already told you, Althar, I can't say any more about it. A matter of security, you know. Johnny understands that perfectly well. But I can say that we do disable all of our boosters' communication devices while they're on particularly sensitive jobs. Just as a precaution, you understand. So you won't be able to talk to him while he's on this one. And I'm sure he'd appreciate if you didn't put him in a difficult position by asking him about it afterwards. Hmm. All you have said is of plausibility, Frondrenax. Well, I should hope so. It's the unpollinated truth. But it is seeming to Althar that the very great exertions you have made to be sharing this information are not in the proportion. So he must be asking himself if the attempt at deception is taking place. Oh, really now, Althar, sweetie, that's too much. Would I lie to you? Fascination! Sorry, what? Please be pardoning Althar for undernats. It is only that your words have caused the insight most sudden into the aspect of the human jokings that has been of wonderment to him for some time. The humans are producing on some occasions the laugh when the situation is very much not of amusement. This has sometimes description as the bitter laugh or merciless chuckle. And Althar was of great confusion as to how this amusement that is not of happiness should be produced. But he believes now he is having comprehension on it. Oh, well, I'm glad to be of help. But as I was saying yes, before... Are you saying Frondrenax was making question if Althar believed her capable of deceit? After Frondrenax was lying to Althar for many years about her intendings here on the fairgrounds and those of her people. Position most ferrous, <laughs> and the appreciation of this is not the experience of enjoyment, but Athar is experiencing the desire to make laughter nonetheless. Ah, <laughs> uh -huh. well, yes, I, I suppose I did lie by omission just a little bit while we, Fulgonari, were still getting all of our taproots in position for the ascension, but that was then. I certainly have nothing to hide from you now. Our plans have germinated and our sprouts unfurled for all to see. Say, as long as we're in here, 
Shall we shoot a little game of supernova? I don't get much of a chance to keep in practice, but I used to be pretty passable with a stick, as it were. Althar also has not made a great practicing on the supernova, but he will make joining of you if you are of agreement that when this game is conclusion, then so will be the discussings between Frondrinax and Elvar on this day. Oh. Oh, all right. If those are your terms, fine. Sorry if I'm such a bother to you, but I don't see why we can't just have a normal, friendly conversation once in a while, like we did back in the old days. Yes, Elvar is certain that you do not. Oh, I always forget how much I enjoy this game. Why don't you go ahead and break, sweetie? I'm a bit better when it comes to spatial dynamics as opposed to pure force. Very well, Ferondradax. Elvar will do so. Uh, but first, Elvar will make something of his beverage. Ah, since someone is the master mixologist indeed. Now, Alpha believes it is to make beginning with the Big Bang, yes? Oh, goodness, Althar, what a break! And you sank two gaseous spheres. I suppose that puts me on solids. Go ahead, sweetie, still your shot. Yes, Althar is knowing this. Oh my! I had no idea you were such an experienced player. There are many things Frondrinax is having the misapprehension of, in the opinion of Althar, such as the nature of the human thinking. It is the mystification to Althar that Frondrinax could be absent of understanding, after so many years of living among the humans, as to how the imposition of the plant way would be received. I... Oh. Well, obviously, I, I realize there would be some resistance, of course. Humans are far too heterogeneous and contrary for it to be otherwise. But the wretched stubbornness of it! I'll admit that came as a surprise. We certainly never expected so many of them to keep refusing our help, even after they had a chance to see how much we could elevate their confused, haphazard existence. Yes, it is always error to allow expectation to make dictating of perception. And now you are learning this in the first hand. Excusing, Althar, please. Oh, that, that, that was a very fancy shot there, Althar, sweetie. It certainly doesn't seem like you're out of practice. What was that you were saying about... Letting our expectations dictate our perceptions? You may be right, I suppose. But of course, everyone has expectations of one kind or another, don't they? Otherwise, no one would try to accomplish anything at all. Indeed, Ferondradax, the triumphing of expectation over reality is a problem most common amongst the many peoples of the galaxy. But that that mean it is not to be resisted. So, what exactly are you saying, Althar? You think we Fugulnari have been short-sighted or even 
irrational? Indeed, Frondernax, you are phrasing the belief of Elvar with great succinctness. And if you are in disagreement with this, perhaps you may make consideration that your perceiving of your relationship with the human people is very, very different from the larger part of their own perceivings of this, and the perceivings of many others in the galaxy also. So, it is wisdom, when there is finding the so great disagreement about the nature of reality, to make questioning of the assumptions. It is always to allow reality to shape the ideas, before attempting to use ideas to shape reality. Supernova is achieved. That is the game, yes? Oh, yes. Excellent work, Althar. Very impressive. Thanking you. And now, if you will be recalling the agreement, since Althar has completed his refreshing beverage, and the game is conclusion, so also is the conversing between Althar and Ferandrinex. Oh, but don't you think we could we could just No, Frondrex. Alvar will be returning homeward to commence the dinner preparations. Even if Friend John will make returning to the shared living quarters with some delay. Of course, the dinner would be of greater savoriness if the reheating is not requirement, but Alvar is supposing this will be the decision of the colleagues of Frondrex, yes? Uh y- yes. I'll uh I'll see if there's anything I can do about that, dear. But it's not up to me, really. That is unfortunate. Thanking you for the game, Ferondrinax. Oh, frost my buds and prune my petals. Hey, Frondy, baby. I see my buddy Elthar done blown this here popsicle stand and left you down at the end of Lonely Street. Hmm? Oh, oh, yes, yes. Elthar had to be getting home, he said. Such a dear, polite, surprising young Eltorian he is. He's given me quite a deal to consider. Well, perhaps the dishonorable representative of the committee would consider seeing herself out post-haste or sooner. As pursuant to our verbal mediation of several minutes hence, you are now unaccompanied by your chaperone, as designated by my august personage under all relevant codicils. Uh, yes, fine. Uh, stops. Are you drawing some new blend or synthetic hybrid or something? Because your demeanor is a bit unsettling, in something other than the usual way, I mean. Don't flip the formality if that ain't your bag, baggy. What stops is popping on the parquet is that you are to split and scrape, vamoose, decamp, push off, and in no uncertain terms, put a chicken in that pot of yours and pluck it. Immediamente. Before I get the scepters, you charm. Hmm. How long does this stuff usually take to get rooted in? Well, Governor, there ain't no usually with Scopey, you know, no matter how we dickies with it. It's nanty and exact science, you see. Some blokes, you gotta do two-e or tray doses before you even get a bijou effect an hour later. And then you hit some with Una, and chink a minute later, they're doing the Bristol stomp across the floor. 
It's useless. Uh, oh, no. Swimming. Now you see, seeing B here, he done definitely been feeling it already. It's the question now of whether he starts dishing the dirt or if his nervous system starts making with the hebus and the jeebus. Probably just a couple of ticks. Good. We've already wasted more than enough time trying to talk to these foolish perambulators. This is what we need more of. Strong, unflinching action. Well, now, you see, Vegas, now. It's all right, Dino. Let it go. Orders is orders. B. John B. Can you hear me? What do you know about the sabotage of our supply depot? You talked with the terrorist. He must have mentioned something. Oh, you're... You're loud. Oh, yeah. I, uh... Ooh. Yeah, that's... That's, uh... That's some serious mist you guys have got there. It, can I call you guys? Maybe that's not appropriate? Uh... Who cares what I call you? I don't care what I call you. You don't care what I call you. That's... That's symmetry. John B., pay attention! I already said... I said everything. Almost everything. I think... Was there something I forgot? Or something I didn't want to talk about? Oh, yeah, that was it. I definitely, definitely shouldn't say. What the? You nearly that, do you know? Thought me Nelly Flake's got something I did, but there's nanty what could get in here. Never mind that now. It was probably yet another fault in these laughably inefficient human electronic systems. Now, focus. <laughs> you, uh, you want me to, uh... I don't know, have a look at it or something? Maybe, maybe it's a very small wire. <laughs> that's, that's what I do, you know? Very small wires. So small. Tiny. Because the robots, they don't want to touch them. I don't want to touch them either, but it's my job. Perfectionary job. That's, that's me. Or, um, I don't know, you, you got a you got a drunks machine here? Drink drinks drinks machine? I I do them too. Oi, what's up with our guest here? Oh no no ups. Too many ups. John John's John's down, fracky buddy. Down to be clowning, that's what Althar would say. Hey, <laughs> you know last time I felt so good? I felt so good that time. I I you you know, you, you want to know I felt so good that time? No, Squire, why? Because I made a monarch, <laughs> and I ate the whole thing. And, and and then the room of living was spin around. You know, it's just like this one. When 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 did you turn on the spinning roomy? Did 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 you make a monarch? Oh, they're tasty, but. But, but but you gotta watch out for them. Oh, they, they sneak up on you. Uh, Mr. Moore, he showed me, and I learned a new word, but, uh, but I don't remember it now. 
is this Molnar he keeps going on about? Uh, Do we have any files on this person? Is he with the resistance? No, 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 no. He's, he's a nice man. Very nice man. He showed me. And, and he can show you too. You got you to get your ingredients, see? And, and you, you line them up all nice. You put uh, two bottles of whiskey, three, three bottles of spice rum, and, and, uh, and one bottle of port. Port? What's this about a port? Was this Molnar involved in the destruction of our docking port? And then there's some sugar, eggs, some, and so forth. What? Oh, sorry, Manga Oakensax. I can't judge we ain't getting a bit of real palava at him now. <laughs> mm, you may be right. Have you two ever seen another human react this way to the Scopolia mist? Never, Gov. <laughs> but, you know, like with Polari, dowry unpredictable. Well, dare I ask how the interrogation is proceeding? <laughs> Have you actually managed to get anything out of John with your strong branch techniques? Uh, Nantinada, Frondrinax. Oakensax here has taken command of the rakeage, like. Uh, you, you want something out of me? Okay. Here it comes. Oh, oh, disgusting. Oh. Well, stellar work there, comrades. <laughs> what in Vim's name did you do to him? Standard interrogation technique, Frondrinax. Yeah, that plus a bit of the old scopey mist. What? I think that's what caused the bijou to have a bit more of an hour palaver, you know? Oh, for... Oh, consorts, this is exactly what happens when an amateur starts dabbling in intelligence work. Just leaping right to the scopolia? When you don't know the first thing about it. It's not some magic truth juice. You have to know when to use it, how to calculate the dosage, how to phrase the questioning in order to take advantage of its effects, it takes training and skill. You can't just toss your seeds to the wind and hope for the best. Yes, yes, we all know the high opinion in which you hold your own expertise, Frondrax. Dare I ask if that training and skill of yours was up to the task of distracting this human's roommate? Isn't that what you were supposed to be doing right now? Well, I dragged things out for as long as I could, but even I have my limits. And really, you should have wrapped this up by now. I mean, we talk about plants being patient, but have you ever tried to distract a Neotorian? You can go take a whack at it if you think it's so easy. She's, she's right, you know. When, my, when big guy is... Is she a big guy? He's, sometimes he's small. Sometimes he won't give him like a squish. I, uh, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't think about that. But but when Althar gets himself out, I'll like that. Oh, Frenchman! Althar must be to telling you about his televisual viewing today. He will now recite every plot point from season two of the Astro. Yeah, he, you try and stop him. What in the alluviated horizon is he prattling on about? He agrees with me, obviously, because he at least has some understanding of the Iltorian temperament. <laughs> <sighs> All right, well, there's no point in tilling up old disagreements. We just need to figure out how we're going to smooth all this soil over. The last thing we need is Althar complaining to the galaxy at large that we drugged his best friend. 
Not to mention one of our own most loyal boosters into some unfathomable delusional state. Hey! I'm not unfathomable. Alhar can fathom me just fine. Hey, where, where, where is Althar? I, I gotta tell him. The Molar is back. <laughs> he, he wanted to know where it went. <laughs> Don't you worry, Johnny. We're going to get you on your way just as quick as we can. So you can tell Althar all about the Moldar or whatever it is as soon as you get home. One moment, Frontrax. I didn't say I was done with him. Really? Well, I'd say that whether or not you're done with him, he is definitely done with us. <laughs> we won't be getting anything remotely intelligible out of him now, thanks to your flat-fronted poking around in his muscarinic receptors. Would you agree, Denorviax? Ricardoverbs? Yeah. Sorry to say, Gov, but when a subject is this far gone... Right, now that we're gonna get out of him in the, like, useful category, you know? Sorry about this, Frondrenex. We was trying to do a Bonari here. Oh, I know, Ricardoverbs. Don't worry, I'm not holding you responsible. Just get him cleaned up and walk him out, please. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, before you start cleaning. Disgusting. Okay. Go ahead. Lovely. Alright, Squire, come with us. Love you all dobbied in no time, flat governor. <laughs> come on, up, up, up. Let's go. Oh, no. Well, uh. Yes, I suppose an apology is in order, Frontrax. Perhaps I should have known better. This kind of work really isn't my specialty, after all. You can say that again. But thank you. And if you'd still like to try your branch at the subtle art of investigation, I do have something that might benefit from your particular skills and connections, and for which a touch of brutality would be entirely appropriate. It concerns the pot Scarlet used to insinuate his way into our most highly secured facility. Pot? Yes. A disguise of some sort. It was apparently impregnated with a pheromone signature, realistic enough to deceive not only the guards. I mean, that's not much of a surprise. We don't exactly reserve prison guard duty for the tallest shoots. But also accurate enough to bypass the doorway security codes. And that is a serious cause for concern. Now, obviously, the pot itself was obliterated in the explosion, but we believed it was delivered to the fairgrounds by Interstellar Post that morning, possibly for Mars, if the shipping records weren't fabricated, which they may very well have been. So not only is the sophistication of the disguise unsettling, but I'm very disturbed by the possibility that the human malcontents have succeeded in establishing some kind of interstellar communication system. One we know nothing about. I'm sure I don't have to spell out what a disaster that could be for the Ascendancy. Yes, of course. You're entirely correct, Frontrax. If the local resistance is in contact with their human counterparts in the solar system, that is obviously a matter I ought to concern myself with personally. There are much better ways for me to further the plant way than lowering myself to interfere in some petty little interrogation of what I must admit was a fairly unlikely suspect. Mm. 
I suppose I just had this feeling that John B. knew more than he'd been saying to us. But obviously I was mistaken. I do appreciate your thoroughness, Oakensarks. But did you really think I'd be so foolish as to take John B. under my branch if I wasn't completely certain of him? Remember, I've been observing him very closely ever since he arrived here, long before the Ascension. I have a very good idea of his temperament and capabilities. Besides, after all this time, he's more than just another booster to me. He's, well, almost a friend, despite his silly, inefficient human ways. Why, if John B. can't be trusted, I don't think we can trust any human, anywhere, ever. Olive one. Now departing. Olive forty six. Star. Oh, Star, I did it. And me and. Me and Molnar, we, we, we fooled them, Star. We fooled them. We fooled them all. I'm safe. Safe. They, they still don't know. They don't know I'm with you, Star. Star, I. Love <laughs> wherever you are. Now arriving at <sighs> Okay. Good night. Discovering new target file open BK1668B, John special notes, committee contact, Fronderax. Fronderax available for eval, new target noted, special interest, Fronderax. Oh, what now? Can't you people go ten minutes without me staking up your stems? What is so urgent that you just had to interrupt my evening Bordeaux mixture? You know the procedure, just tag and follow until they level up, or you spot an immediate intervention trigger. Yes, Frontermax believe possible intervention trigger indicated. Target is Booster. Target of special interest to Frontermax noted. Uh, who's this Booster, and what are they supposed to have done? BK-1668, ident Booster B, comma, John, used activation word while alone in the elevator, then... Oh, we just cleared him not half an hour ago! Oh, there's absolutely nothing suspicious about John B. Uh, activation word was flagged and escalation protocol. Across the protocols. My Bordeaux's getting cold. What activation word was it exactly? Target BK1668 used activation word Stella. Target then proceeded That's to... it! Did you even look at his file before calling me? Yes. Stella is an activation word. Did you know what else it is? The name of John's former lover. Yes, 
She's a known counterproductive, but the silly boy is still watering the pot for her. Foolish, but that's their way. There's nothing actionable in that. Word in isolation, not actionable. But full context is immediate bypass trigger. Committee level response required. You... You're going to want to listen to the entire audio instance, ma'am. Fine. Let's hear it then if you think it's so frosting important. But if you're wasting my time, you're going to find yourself reassigned to the Lingonberry Fields before you can say Jacaranda. You've been listening to Life with Alfar, episode 33. This episode was written by Ian W. Hill for Gemini Collision Works and starred John Amir as John B., Eli Ganias as HF, Amanda LaPregola as Mrs. Frontrenax, Terry Washington as D., Derek Peterson as Stops, Barrett Johnson as Althar, Ivana Cullinan as Commander Toriana, Alyssa Simon as Lieutenant Kral, and Chris Lee as Chip Crinkle. And also featured... Clara Francesca, Leela Okafor, Ian W. Hill, Anna Stefanik, Fred Backus, Philip Cruz, Lex Friedman, and Linus Gelber. Life with Althar was created by Barrett Johnson and Ian W. Hill. Barrett is the supervising producer, showrunner, and script supervisor. Ian is the audio producer, sound designer, and technical supervisor. The writer's room consists of Barrett, Ian, John, Bill, Lex, Linus, Amanda, and Chris. Interstitial music composed and performed by Anna Stefani. Life Without Our logo and illustration created by Dean Haspiel. Library music and sound effects licensed from Storyblocks. The entire production is copyright 2021, Gemini Collision Works. We'll be back in two weeks with another Tale from the Fairgrounds. But first, let's join Frondrenax as she hears that unfortunate little recording from John B. don't want any word of this getting out. Not until we have our cover story in place. The humans absolutely cannot learn that our star booster has betrayed us. Has been betraying us all this time. So we'll just let him sleep it off. It'll be the last good sleep John B. ever has. <laughs> <laughs> 